0: Hi, my name's Hutton and I'm a geoholic.
1: One, two, thank you, thank you. We have a lot to be grateful for. Thank you, technology. Thank you, technology. You're everywhere for us to see. Thank you. From solar-powered socks to self-picking banana trees, where would we be without you? Technology. Thank you, technology. From the bottom of our laser pants.
2: Thank you, technology. Welcome back, Geoholics. This is a, uh, a special episode. Uh, the point of this is to basically give y'all a recap of my experience at... GeoWeek Week 2022. I just got back, gosh, week before last, I guess it was. And I got to tell you, it was, it was an incredible experience. I mean, what a great conference. If you haven't been, uh, definitely put it on your calendar for next year. Phenomenal conference in every single way. And I got to give a special shout out to our good friends at Bad Elf for the invitation to hang out in their booth. And the really cool thing is we had never done a roadshow before. I mean, it's definitely on our bucket list of things to do, but of course with COVID and everything that surrounded that, it, it, the timing just didn't work out and it hadn't happened. So it was the first time we got an opportunity to do that. So took the uh, portable studio on the on the road per se and my trusty microphone and uh, my headphones and we just, we hung out in the Bad Elf booth and just did some random interviews with a bunch of really cool, interesting people. And what you're about to hear is basically a summary of those interviews. So strap in and get ready to have some fun. And once again,
3: Thanks for listening. All right, here we are back in the Bad Elf booth getting ready to uh,
2: interview our very first customer. So, th- we're going to make this really easy on you. And you're going to have to talk like, make sure you talk close to the mic so it's good audio. Gotcha. First of all, let's start with your name.
4: All right, my name is Michael Now. Michael Now. Okay, and who do you work for, Michael? I work for the State of Idaho Military Division.
2: Oh, okay, right on. And uh, how long have you been doing that?
4: I've been with them for three years. And three I've years? Also, I work uh, as a National Guard member for the state of Idaho oh, okay. uh, as a geospatial engineer. been nice. doing that for six years now.
2: How did you get into it?
4: Thanks to my brother. He was a recruiter. He knew I took one GIS class Uh said, man, you like this stuff? You should join the National Guard.
2: Yep. yep. That's awesome. Well, thank you for your service, most (laughs) importantly. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, So a little icebreaker real quick. What is your, there's no right or wrong answer, but if you get this right, you'll get an extra special GIS uh, parting gift, okay? Okay. What is your favorite Olympic sport? Hmm. Uh, no, uh, winter, winter Olympic, winter Olympic sport. Yep.
4: Uh, I have to go with snowboarding. Snowboarding, not Any bad, not bad.
2: Curling's right answer, of course. That's my second. We'll see what we can do on that. Right. So, what coming to Geo Week? What, like, what, yeah. what are you hoping to take away from this experience?
4: Um, there's a lot of vendors here, and that's kind of my main focus, just mm-hmm. to kind of see the new technologies. Yep. Um, and then I, I'm trying to build our 3D modeling. Side of things, and so I really want to get as much 3D modeling and, um, I guess, exploitation of that pulling cool. features. Are you guys doing
2: a bunch of that work? Then where you're at currently? Uh, or we're, hoping we're hoping to do more of it. Maybe hoping to do
4: more of it. We fly quite a few. Uh, we have drones that we fly for cool for 3D modeling. Awesome. Uh, and I'm trying to we have a large area that's almost like a like a city. Uh huh. And we uh, we make that happen. With the drones, and then my goal in the near future is to turn that all into 3D modeling, so incoming units can come yep. in and and see a 3D fly through and know where they're going.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, what do you love about what
4: you do? <laughs> the freedom to be outside, mm. the technologies that are right on the cusp, but what's coming always. Yep. And uh, the chase—like we're constantly chasing what's coming next—and okay. I'm just trying to keep up.
2: So, I mean, you you work for the government?
4: Uh, the state of Idaho. The state yeah, of Idaho. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So state government.
2: So, do you have like? Like, do they give you a budget every year of what you can spend on technology, like new hardware, software, that type thing?
4: Yes, we do. And that changes dramatically every year. Every year? On, on what happened the year before and yep. who's coming through office.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. What are the, like, what are the biggest challenges of your current role?
4: Um, software technologies, uh, competing with the government securities. Okay. So that's always a tough one. Yep. What are they going to let us use? What are they going to fear that we're going to, you know, have some kind of security issue? And then just keeping up with the technology is very difficult. Absolutely.
2: I mean, it's like coming out, like, shows like this. I'm just walking around this place like, oh, my God. It's incredible. (laughs) I mean, everything's going to be, you know... AR, VR, all that stuff before we know it. Even on the survey side, I'm a I'm a professional surveyor by trade and even in serving, you know, VR and AR is gonna play a huge role here in the not too distant future. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, and we do a ton of that with the new construction for the
4: the state government uh-huh. and and we can't keep up with it wow. at all. We that's awesome. You know, so that's Super cool
2: that you're in a position where you're you're allowed to be able to keep up with the technology as rapidly as it's advancing.
4: Yeah, but every time you come to something like an event like this, you realize how far behind
2: you are. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 that's exactly the feeling I had when I walked around here the first time and looked at everything. I'm like, I thought I knew what was going on, but apparently I don't. Right. I got to get caught up. <laughs> all right. I like to, I like to give... All of, our, uh, all of our guests, I'd like to give them an opportunity to maybe mention mentors that have played a role in their professional career. Is there anybody that comes to mind that uh, you'd like to mention?
4: Well, mentors for me, because it's a military thing, yep. it is, is very difficult because there's so many people out there. And to be honest with you, my, my biggest mentor still right now is somebody that I currently work with, mm-hmm. and she's just my supervisor. Um, she's a warrant officer. Okay. Uh, Christine Smith, she's one of the smartest women that i've ever worked with uh-huh. and she teaches me something every
2: day and that's awesome it, it
4: keeps me in the role and keeps me yep. motivated everybody
2: needs a good mentor that's right maybe i mean even multiple good mentors that's not such a bad thing either
4: and plug in your supervisor never hurt <laughs>
3: exactly i love it
2: <laughs> all right so um we just obviously flipped the calendar to 2022 what are you most excited about for the upcoming year
4: um well interaction is one thing mm-hmm. of course and um I would say just that we have a lot of projects in the works and being able to physically get out there and see people and work with the contractors and, uh, and get work done yep. is, is yep. all I can say. I love it. Yeah.
2: I love it. I know this has been a very fort, very short interview. and That's the idea. Yeah. Is there anything that, uh, I mean, we, when, when, you, when you listen to our podcast, at the end of every single show, we ask all of our guests the same question. Okay, this is going to put you on the spot a little bit. I told you I wouldn't, but I'm going to. No. Okay, are you ready? No, but let's do it. And I think you're going to have a good one, having a military background. Do you okay. have a mantra that you live by?
4: Um, <laughs> uh, This is kind of a weird one, but I've always... There's no wrong answer. <laughs> I've always said that I'm just smart enough to realize I'm dumb. Mm, I love it. And uh, I think it pertains to just knowing that there's always something going to be coming that's better, mm-hmm. faster, stronger, smarter, yep. and you just have to keep keep going awesome yeah i love it <laughs> thank you so much michael yeah, appreciate, appreciate the time you. thank you take care
3: all right here we are with our next guest
2: this afternoon at geo Week 2022 tell us your name
5: jessica tushard
2: jessica thanks for joining us appreciate you being here
5: thank you and who
2: do you work for jessica
5: i work for Geosearch.
2: GeoSearch, and what do you guys do
5: geosearch we are recruiters for geospatial
2: like surveyors all kinds of like gis
5: gps anything in geomatics remote sensing really lidar
2: how do i not know you guys you're probably like the one recruiter that hasn't called on me yet
5: yeah right (laughs) (laughs) we're looking for you
2: yeah i'm sure i'm sure well thank you for being here we appreciate you taking a few minutes what so what do you do
3: uh at geosearch
5: so I am the Vice President of Sales and Recruiting, okay. and we are, this is our 33rd year in business, what? actually serving the geospatial community. Wow. So we run a business, and we do sales. Where recruiting.
2: are you based out of?
5: We're based out of Colorado Springs.
2: Col- oh, okay, so you're local. And what's the website?
5: www.geosearch.com.
2: Geosearch. Fair enough. Okay, little icebreaker question for you. Okay. Um, if you had to eat one of the following three sandwiches for the rest of your life, what would it be? Are you ready?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Peanut butter and jelly, mm-hmm. grilled cheese, sloppy Joe.
5: Grilled cheese for sure.
2: Grilled cheese for sure. Are you from Colorado originally?
5: No, I'm from Illinois originally. I am too. Really? Where are you from? I am from, I was born in DeKalb, Illinois. Oh, yeah, northern. Yep. Yep,
2: yep. yep. My dad actually uh, lived in Cherry Valley. You know where that is, right? Yeah, yeah. but I grew up in Chicago, so. I went to Southern. Where'd you go?
5: I went to Colorado State University. Okay, so you moved out here. So I moved out out here here. as a kid,
2: yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, that's cool. Um, So coming to Geo Week, what are are a couple things you're hoping to get out of it? Are you, like, trying to recruit people while
3: you're here? (laughs) Or how does that work?
5: Well, we do both. You know, we are Uh always, many of the... Companies in this room are our clients, mm-hmm. and we help them uh, find qualified individuals yep. all the time. And have for many years, and we're always here looking for you know talent. and awesome. people who are kudos
3: to
2: you.
5: Sometimes entering the field, and sometimes yeah. looking just for a change. Yeah, I mean
2: it's pretty aggressive. Let's face it, you Absolutely. know. But at the same time, good for you. I love it. I love it. <laughs> we're not that. Aggressive. I love the assertiveness. We only Seriously. work with volunteers. Ah, yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, what do you love about your job?
5: I love working in the geospatial community. You do? I do. I yep. love working with the new technology, and people mm-hmm. generally that we talk to love their jobs.
2: Awesome. Yep, love and that.
5: They and they have lots of room for advancement. Mm-hmm.
2: It's lots crazy of, right now, right? Oh, it's absolutely awesome. I mean, how are you able to find people to fill all the jobs that are open that you have to try to fill? I mean, I, I'm from Phoenix, and we are probably eight seasoned survey managers short in the valley. And it's crazy because like one person leaves one job, takes a survey manager position in another company, and then it's like a domino effect. You know, it's just, it's insane. It really is. We're so short on talent. It's crazy. And I know it's not just a Phoenix thing. It's a problem pretty much nationwide. Globally, actually.
5: Yeah. We actually just did, we were at the uh, previous conference adjacent to this and did a whole seminar on it about gotcha. retention and recruiting yep. and what's changing and it is it's a, a definitely a new job market but mm-hmm. I think the key as we were telling everyone the key to recruiting right now is mm-hmm. telling your company story, making sure that people understand you know who you are, and what you're trying to do and if you understand about your employees and mm-hmm. about people you're trying to hire, that that's how you make the fit.
3: How do what so what's
2: the importance of having a clear and concise company culture? Is that a big deal?
5: It is and it's becoming more and more difficult in this remote world to have a concise yep. company culture and I think that's that was a huge topic at this conference and many others and how do you maintain that and how yeah. does it need to change in order to yeah. accommodate everybody. But yeah, company culture is huge and yep. knowing your employees is the key to that.
2: Absolutely, very well said, I appreciate that. Um, I don't know if you've listened to any of our podcasts yet, but I'm sure you're going to be a fan after this. Oh, yeah. Um, So one of the things that we always give our guests an opportunity to do is to give a shout out to maybe Thor Mentors or somebody who's played a role in their professional career.
5: Okay. Is there anybody
2: that comes to mind?
5: Many people come to mind. Um, I actually have uh, Brenda Burrows, who works out of Optech, I don't know, in Teledyne. I'll Teledyne now. Uh Uh-huh. Teledyne. And... She has was somebody that when I first entered the industry really came to me and introduced me around nice. and, and made companies understand kind of what we were trying to offer. Yep. Because the first reaction was, oh These recruiters are here to take my people, but actually Mm. we were there to serve these companies and to make sure that they're finding the talent they need. And um, we've had many others like that um, that have helped us along the way and really advocated for our services. Yep,
2: that's awesome. And as you know, in the geomatics world, it is, absolutely crucial to have good mentors and it's one of the things that i think we're lacking across the profession especially like on the survey side Mm -hmm. surveying as you know again is an aging profession the average age of a licensed surveyor across the country is like 60 years old right right And if we're not doing a good job mentoring these younger folks that are getting into the profession, I mean, we're kind of slitting our throats just a little bit, but I don't want to end on a negative note. Let's talk about something positive (laughs) first. Again, thank you for joining us. And last thing I'm going to ask you, what are you looking forward to? We just kind of flipped the calendar to 2022. What are you looking forward to this coming year?
5: I think this coming year is going to actually be such an opportunity for companies to redefine, Mm -hmm. like we were talking about culture, to redefine the vision of what they're trying to do in this new world that we're living in, how our technologies can assist other industries Mm -hmm. in doing that same thing. you may have seen the keynote about virtual reality and working collaboratively throughout the world. I mean, it's amazing what yep. the technologies in this room are going to Well, look at this guy right here
2: out. walking around with like a, yeah. a mobile <laughs> scanner thing, you know. I mean, it's it's incredible what's going on.
5: Yeah, yeah. You can buy a home from three states away and yep. walk through it and pick your countertops. And, yep, you and can move. buy a car online, have it <laughs> delivered to your house. I mean, exactly.
2: a lot of crazy stuff going on, no yep. doubt. Well, hey, listen, thank you again for joining us. Uh, appreciate you uh, taking the time.
3: And hope you have a great rest of the conference.
5: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You bet.
3: All right. Next up, we have a uh, familiar voice, and I'm going to let
2: him introduce himself. So let's start with your name. Uh, I'm Bill Swope. Bill Swope. Bill Swope. This might be your third time, possibly, being on the Geoholics.
6: Be my third time being on Geoholics. Yep. Yep.
2: yep. And refresh our memories. Who do you work for, Bill?
6: I work for Half Associates Incorporated.
2: And they're based out of where?
6: Uh, Richardson, Texas.
2: Richardson, Texas, which is where you reside now?
6: Yes, yes, I'm in the Richardson. That's office. their corporate office? That is the corporate office. Oh, wow, okay. So
2: yep. how many people are in that office?
6: Well, these days, <laughs> about yeah. half of what there used to be, so probably about 150. but So usually, but it's like so. 300 people in Texas? Yes. Yep. And how
2: big is the company uh, na- nationally?
6: We're pushing, I think, 1,300 now. Jeez, I had no idea. Six states.
2: Holy so, crap, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, You guys are growing. Getting big, yes. Do you grow, um, How do you, how, what's your growth strategy? Do you know, is it like uh, at, through acquisition or do you just kind of show up in a city, set up shop and hope for the best?
6: No, primarily through acquisition, but we have done a couple offices by just opening an office there and gotcha. putting some people on the ground. So gotcha, deal.
2: and what is your current role at HALF Associates?
6: I'm the Survey and Geospatial Business Development Manager. So I go and help find us work for our geospatial and survey practice.
2: For the entire company or just for Texas?
6: For the entire company. Wow. That's
2: an awesome job. I would love to have that job.
6: It's a great job. I love it. Great company. I couldn't be more happy. How long
2: have you been doing that? I mean, I know know you've been in business development for a very long time, but you've been with half for...
6: Half will be three years in June.
2: It's been a great experience? It's been great. I love it. Seems like an awesome company. Yeah. Okay. So quick icebreaker. Okay. What is your favorite... First of all, there's no right or wrong answer. Okay. But if you get it right, you get a special uh, parting gift. Oh, perfect. Okay, so what is, <laughs> you're going to know the right answer at this <laughs> point. What is your favorite winter Olympic sport? Curling. Yes, yes. I Our was first watching right it this answer. morning. On oh, the TV. I love it. Love it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Okay, so here we are at Chio Week pretty cool this is my first time being here i walked around for about 10 minutes when i was running through the door because uh, i was late uh <laughs> i am blown away by the technology i've seen holy crap it is is amazing here it is incredible it's like you think you're on top of this stuff but as you walk around and see some of this incredible hardware and software it's like i am completely out of touch how do you keep up with it
6: you just have to try to work hard at it i mean it changes constantly so it helps to have one person you know, kind of mm-hmm. watching over it all the time. You
2: almost need like a chief technology officer.
6: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Some of these bigger companies anyways, they might have a position like that. Yeah.
6: No, and we're, we're pretty lucky because they keep giving us more money to buy new equipment. So as yep. long as we're profitable, we That's get awesome. new stuff.
2: Very cool. So what do you love about your job?
6: I love the people. I get to meet a lot of people all the time, different mm-hmm. people, and I, I'm a people person. So I like just getting around and meeting and talking to people.
2: You're all, Yeah, you've been a people person for as long as I've known you. Yep. And very good at it, might I add. Thank and uh, what are what would you say are the biggest challenges of your job? Finding other good people.
6: Mm, I good mean, one. That's why I do a lot of work with ISDs, because mm-hmm. I want to develop those new surveyors and geospatial professionals for the future.
2: Mm-hmm. And tell us what ISD stands for.
6: Uh, Independent School District in Texas.
2: And I know you're really involved with that in Texas, as far as like the STEM folks and stuff yes. like that. And in fact, I think you helped us get... Like I can't remember all their names, but like, like Candy Slocum and uh, there, yes. was, there was like three or four um, you know women that we had on that talked about STEM. So interesting. Yeah, yeah you guys got, got a lot of great. really cool stuff going on in Texas.
6: It is. It's there's a lot of business going on there. It's just a busy place.
2: Yep, yep, yep for sure. And um, as you know, uh, and maybe you've answered this question before on a previous time you've been on the show, but we always like to give people an opportunity to maybe you know mention a mentor or somebody who's been very influential in their perf- uh, professional career.
6: Yeah. Well, you know, I've had a lot of people in my career that have been influential, but I would say in the last few years here, Vas Calaguro, who's mm, a survey yeah. practice leader at HALF, yep. um, especially for just mentoring me on how to do things a little bit better from the management side of, mm-hmm. uh, of what I do.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. In-house mentor.
6: Yes. That's beautiful.
2: Yes. And yeah. here we are, you know, we just kind of flipped the calendar to uh, 2022. What are, you know, what are a couple things maybe you're looking forward to this coming year?
6: I'm hoping that this COVID thing will die down a little bit. We Oof. get more back to you know seeing each other and getting uh, in person more.
2: Absolutely, that's Absolutely. what I miss
6: about the last few years here. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, this is the first like in person conference I think I have been to in probably two years. I'd say. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But now it's conference season, so yeah. the Geohawks are going to be showing up at like the Western Regional Conference here in a couple months. Nice. And then we're going to be we're going to be back here in Denver actually for the Carlson Go West. User conference, nice. Okay. And then we actually got invited to be at Trimble Dimensions in November.
6: Very nice. So yeah.
2: geoholics for hire.
6: Yeah, and I think this is a great idea to get out here and do some live stuff. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, we appreciate you being here. Um, no problem. Do you have a? Do you have a? Of course, you know the, this is the question we ask at the end of every single episode with every one of our guests. Do you have a mantra that you live by? Or doesn't have to be one mantra. Sure. You just have one that kind of maybe uh, plays a role in your everyday life.
6: Yeah. I'm just trying to find things that make me happy.
2: Mm. That's yep. about it. I love it.
6: Yeah. There's enough stuff that makes you sad, so look for the good stuff.
2: Yeah. I was just talking to the lovely Megan the other night. And I'm like, I think it was like on... Um, yeah, Anchorman, right? The GNN, remember yeah. the Good News Network? Yeah, somebody like should seriously do that, right? <laughs> yeah, I was just watching Anchorman last night. Right? I, I love that movie. Oh my yeah, god, a great show. one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, for sure. All right, Bill, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate Kent. you
3: being here. Enjoy the rest of uh, rest of the conference. All right, anytime. Appreciate it. Take care. All right, here we are back. We have another guest sitting down with us. You're going to recognize this voice, that's for sure. So
2: let's start with uh, a, a really quick, brief self introduction. Let's start with your name,
7: uh, Zachary Allen Riddell.
2: <laughs> I love the formal. I went the oh, whole. That's awesome. Way. I yeah, I learned something new today. I didn't know. I did not know your middle name was Allen.
7: All appreciate sure
2: you sharing that. All in. and uh, Zach, tell us who you work for.
7: I work for Cooper Aerial Surveys Company out of Phoenix, Arizona.
2: Phoenix, Arizona. Just kind of give us the elevator speech. To tell us a little bit about Cooper and uh, what y'all do.
7: Cooper Aerial's been around since 1966. We started an aerial mapping by Bill Cooper, and uh, currently Phil Gershkovich is our president, and uh, we do aerial mapping, photogrammetry, LIDAR, UAVs, and land surveying, and a bunch of other good stuff.
2: Are you guys doing any um, terrestrial scanning?
7: We do do terrestrial scanning, and we also process all LIDAR mobile Uh, terrestrial and UAV data as well. Oh,
2: okay, okay. So even like somebody else can send you their files. That is correct. And you guys can process it. Yep.
7: That's huge, dude. Register. registered.
2: Dude, I've learned two things new today. I didn't know you did that. That's awesome. Thank Good to you. know. Thank you. Um, and I know that you guys have had you know some pretty cool announcements recently, like on LinkedIn. Oh like, yeah, like maybe some new equipment or hardware, possibly. I know there's been some
7: expansion. Do you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, we uh, we've ex- uh, Phil has expanded into San Diego, so that that firm is called Photo Geodetics, and they're a partner now. And then we also have Northeast Mapping out of Pennsylvania. Awesome. Which, uh, Pete goes and oversees. Uh, you know, he just goes over there at, at, every once in a while. Cool. And uh, that's been the expansion and the equipment that we just locked in was Teledyne Optech Galaxy LiDAR system with the Phase One 280 megapixel.
2: So tell me about that. That sounds very complicated. I'm sure it's incredible. It's
7: somewhat complicated, but it is uh, one of the dual system dual collect systems in North America that's available with both large format so you got gotcha. large format imagery and uh lidar and together. is that being
2: captured at the same time or does it require
7: like two different flights no single flight one capture all once all wow. direct so it's it's fastest processing you're going to get imagery and the lidar at the same time bring it in get it going unbelievable
2: and does it save time on the processing side at all yeah, because it speed up the process it in any way? Ups,
7: it speeds up the processing because you're limiting the amount of brake lines that need to be drawn because you have a great surface from the LiDAR nice. in combination with the imagery.
2: Awesome. Yes. Um, so here we are. Well, i, I, I got to ask you a icebreaker question really fast. Go. In, there's no right or wrong answer, but if you get it right, you get a special Geaholics parting gift. Okay. okay fantastic. What is your favorite winter Olympic sport? Luge. Luge, ah, I love that as well. It's not the right answer. It's curling, but it's curling. But I, cur- yeah, curling yeah. But I, right I answer, love but luge. If I wasn't a curler, luge would be my top two for sure. We um,
7: were we were watching curling, and I was telling Pete <laughs> earlier about Ken and the in the Scottsdale ice rink that you that you and Megan belong yes, to. So, yeah, yeah. I, I told him earlier. Yeah, man, yeah. I told him earlier. So funny. This setup is beautiful, by the way. I, dude, really this thing slick. here.
2: This is bomb. this is the yeah. bomb, dude. Yeah, it's great. Super easy to use. Even a, even a freaking caveman like me can do it. Ah, uh, you're good.
7: <laughs> All right. So, um, what do you love about your job? I love about my job is the changing technology that happens from year to year, meeting new people, and then inventing awesome solutions for our clients and customers around the United States and in the world. So when
2: you come to a. Uh, an event like this, like I, I was run late, I got here, I like took 15 minutes ran around, looked at everything and my head was spinning. There's so much cool shit here, it's ridiculous. Yes. So when you come to something like this being in the line of work that you're in how, wh- what are the thoughts you leave with? Are you like, oh my god, we gotta buy this, we gotta buy this, this is incredible, this is gonna solve this problem. What do, What do you think about
7: I mean, I'm just—I just try to examine everything and 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 see all the old old friends and try to meet some new ones, and then ultimately look at what technologies I feel maybe that weren't solvable before, and then what solutions are on the floor, you sure. know, the show floor, and yep. that might be useful to the stuff that you're trying to solve now. That's yeah. basically brand new stuff. So it's all
2: about finding better ways to solve common problems.
7: Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah. Uh, not common. I don't want to say common, but common or complex problems. Yeah, complicated. Yeah, yeah yes. exactly, yes.
2: exactly. And uh, as you know, we'd like to give all of our guests an opportunity to mention, uh, you know, mentors or somebody or some people that have made an influence or had an influence in their professional okay. careers. Is there anybody that comes to mind for you,
7: uh, Len Subic, uh, who I wouldn't be in Phoenix because of uh, what? not for Len Subic, really? I wouldn't be in Phoenix, and Jeff Cooper. And Phil Gershkovich and, and yep. the whole entire Cooper Aerial team. They're really doing great. We're doing some really cool stuff in-house. And, and we're expanding. I mean, it's really beautiful. It's got to be exciting to be a
2: part of it right now. Yeah. Is Phil uh, here as well? Phil is here. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Catch up with him later.
7: Uh, let me see. Did I have anything else? I think I was Thank really... Thank you so much for the opportunity and giving me the five minutes, ben. Of course, of awesome. course. One
2: more question. One more question. Oh, so we yeah. just kind of flipped the calendar to 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you looking forward to this year? What's What's exciting you? besides your daughter of course. Yeah,
7: my daughter and my wife are awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's something that's just been really enjoyable and, and it was hard, you know, it's hard at the beginning but we're really getting some we're just having some great times now. Yeah. And what's you know what I what I'm interested in is uh, how this system's going to play out, how it's going to help our clients and then Yep. Really looking for new clients to you know bring into Cooper Aero and yep. really serve just like the old ones. I mean, that's yep. really what I'm looking for. Too. You guys
2: are crushing it, man.
7: And I'm also recertifying. I'm doing three things this year. I'm going to get my remote pilot's license 107B. Okay. I'm getting the BD Masters by the end of the year, which is, uh, what is through that? the BD Guild. Like Business Development, business okay. development Guild. So wow, be, I had no idea was even there. Letters. And then the last so thing cool. is uh, I'm recertifying my certified mapping scientists of UAV. Dude, you got a lot on your year. plate. And raising a kid.
2: And raising a kid. And mountain biking and golf. Oh, my goodness. And are you still taking? Are you still into photography?
7: Still shooting. Not as regularly, but, yeah, all family stuff. I, I do all the family yeah. photos. I got to
2: mention that uh, Zach had photographed the lovely Megan and I's yeah. wedding weekend. Let's yep. call it that. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Not full access, not full access, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Hey, listen. Thank you again so much for spending the time with us. Thanks for being a consistent supporter of the Geoholics. Absolutely. Can't thank you enough. And uh, what episode were you originally? Do you remember
7: zero, five. Five, the yes. fifth episode. And fifth
2: still, fifth. I'm, I'm trying to think. It was you, you were definitely the first person to play like live music yep. uh, on on the episode, and maybe one other since then. But uh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. We appreciate you.
3: Like again, appreciate your support,
7: Kent. Thanks for the Geoholics, and uh, thanks for doing what you're doing. Man. Have a good rest Keep of your conference. Man. Thank you, sir. Bye.
3: All right, here we are, back with uh,
2: another guest at GOE 2022. We are here in the Bad Elf booth. Booth 422, as a matter of fact. Not 420, but 422. Although everything's legal in Colorado, so it doesn't even matter. But we have another familiar voice uh, that stopped in to say hello. We're very excited to have her on here for this. Uh, Let's start with your name.
8: Hey everyone, um, this is Tay the Map Lady. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And uh, I'm here at Geo Week and been waiting for this, oh my gosh, two years? Really? Let me out. Not been out, but. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I was just
2: telling somebody, this is like the first in person conference that I've been to in two years. I don't know about you. I mean, you're traveling all over the place, so maybe you get to go to these things. This
8: is the first actual conference, conference hall. uh, Am I forgetting one? There's been nothing that like stepped like this. If there was one, I didn't remember it.
2: Although you just mentioned that you were at uh, like the Gem Show in Tucson last week, right? Yeah. Or definitely. this weekend?
8: Oh, last week and next week. Um, next oh, week's going the Gem Show, yeah. Oh, so really? I, I left the Gem Show to come up to Geo Week. Um, <laughs> That's and awesome. I mean, that the whole town comes and turns into a conference. Yeah. Uh, or I guess an open air it's market. It's huge. But. Yeah. Is
2: that one of the biggest like gem shows in the country?
8: Um, the biggest in the country. It competes worldwide with Munich and Hong wow, Kong. Wow,
2: that's crazy! I got to go there sometime just to see because I'm so curious. There's got to be some incredible stuff there. Do they have like fossils and stuff there?
8: Yeah, there's totally fossils. Is it there really? There's fossils, there's- is fossils there?
2: Is there like uh, dinosaur bones or anything?
8: There's dinosaur bones. No! I, no! I scanned. I scanned the woolly mammoth and like a bunch Aren't of fossils with the lidar. And the ones that died in the tar pits, they get a different intensity return with the laser. Yes. Because like um, you know, of course it's a different material. So you can even figure out more about this. You know.
2: I I have lasers. somebody very close to me, well, close to me as of about a month ago, Mr. Tom Hebert. That I'm going to introduce you to. He just started the Earth Sciences Foundation. He's doing some incredible things with dinosaur digs and stuff like that. It might be something right up your alley. As a matter of fact, I know he's got an opening on the board of directors. And Ooh. you might be the perfect fit.
8: I think, you know, I heard that podcast. I was jumping out my seat, driving down the highway when I heard that. and So cool. Yeah, definitely would like to get in touch with Tom. I have some ideas to shoot around with him.
2: Oh, my gosh. We are going to put you in touch for I sure. i got to get in
8: line here. So, I mean,
2: are you, what are you doing now? We had you on, gosh, it might even have been a year ago at this point. It's been, yeah. I've lost all track of time. i got to be honest with you. But... Uh, yeah, we had a great episode with you before. Has anything changed? What's new with your life? what What are you doing now? Are you still traveling around in a van?
8: Yeah, tour life uh, continues. Um, we <laughs> I got the Sprinter. It. Um, you know, I'm based out oh, of Tucson, sprinter, and really? go, yeah, go between New York and Tucson, and you know, have van. will travel, whoever, That's whatever. Crazy. Like you know, I'll definitely let people know when I'm in a certain neck of the woods and try to line up clients. And really. Yeah, just going around and uh, slinging my geospatial solutions. <laughs> I
2: love it. As I probably told you uh, when we had you on the show, I'm like so envious of your free-spirited nature and the ability to just kind of take off and do whatever the hell you want. That's like, that's like my dream come true.
8: Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so uh, quick icebreaker. Um, what is your favorite winter Olympic sport? Ooh,
8: I mean curling. Yes, that's the
9: right answer. There's a curly
8: emoji.
2: Yeah, I know. I was so ha- I'm a curler.
8: Oh really? Yeah,
2: that's I met my wife curling if you can believe that. It's
8: so romantic. It's like, In so you Arizona. Have to like, like, In Arizona. So you have to like work together. I mean like hockey's my favorite sport, yeah. period. Yeah. I'm like I love hockey. But like no curling. Yeah. How do you do 3D curling? How do we like, you know, bring oh that into like a, like a the metaverse or like you know, we like digitize curling. I love
2: the way you think. I, I love mean, the way can you think we do it on a,
8: there's really a way small, like scanning of like the ice build up and oh calculating the speed and the angles. Like
2: let's talk about that. Yeah.
9: Like, I,
2: I mean, not right now, unfortunately, <laughs> but because we don't have the time. But I mean, you are the way your mind thinks it doesn't is sound so cool. intriguing to me. And I'm just like, this shit you come up with, like you mentioned the metaverse, you know, like we had somebody on a oh couple gosh. weeks ago. And that we was the thing when we talked last though.
8: That it wasn't, wasn't really. It was wasn't thing, really. But they weren't saying it like what they do. Yeah.
2: So metaverse obviously has taken on a, you know, a whole new level of meaning. Um, NFTs. Oh, man. You know, that's kind of taken off I in its own way. I could tokenize
8: avocados on a branch and know what inputs went into them after like scanning a model and every day the avocado's in a field. Oh drawing. my God. I mean, people are making art. I love art, but oh my gosh, there's so much. Don't get me started. Don't get you me started. are you're incredible. A direction. <laughs> you're
2: so creative. It's incredible the way your mind thinks. Um, so kudos to you for that. So here you Thank are at Geo Week. Uh, what what are you hoping to get out of this? I mean, it seems pretty amazing.
8: Oh man, it's like the ultimate opportunity to like run into everyone that I've been like you know talking <laughs> with and like long, out, yeah. like, oh, too long emails for too many years. Mm-hmm. Catch up with people, people that I've worked with for a year that I've never met in person. Wow. Like, I mean, there's so many people to say hi to. They're all in one space, and yep. also just all the new technology. Like Incredible!
2: It is unbelievable when I walk around out here. It's crazy. So I, I have to imagine for you, you probably you have a good you know following on uh, social media, Instagram, things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people here that you know know you via Instagram mm-hmm. uh, that you're going to run into, and that's pretty cool. That's got to be exciting. This
8: is one that actually, people don't like write to me to buy equipment on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a little unusual, but when when I run into them in real life, and it's like you know. Yeah. We know each other. It's well, it's great. like I saw that's you. Why, it's like I know I, I,
2: I, like we haven't met, but I know her.
8: Yeah, what's <laughs> so up? But awesome. do my princess wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Covered in my awesome. mouth. <laughs>
2: Super cool. So what do you love about what you do?
8: Oh man, what do what don't I love? I mean, yeah. I kind of do whatever no I No bad want days to. probably hardly, huh? Uh, <laughs> a bad day is a day that I don't go out and like collect data or mm. just like geek out about something. Yep. Too much administrative work might be a bad day. But.
2: I get it, I get it. So in like in in what you do in your travels, I mean do you get to use a lot of this cutting edge technology that I see around us? Like we have a guy over here, he's got like this backpack scanner thing. Mm-hmm. uh we i saw the the boston dynamics dog walking mm-hmm. around i mean this is yeah. this is some cool
9: stuff
8: so i've got to play with um, a lot of these i've got to combine these with different hardwares i mean like the battle flex i ran yeah. that i ran that on my dashboard across the country oh, to see the quality of like the data did from coast you? To coast. that is awesome that was sweet and i comp- coupled that with a few other iphone apps and
9: yeah
2: yeah, the Bad all folks, really cool guys, for sure. <laughs> no doubt about it. So uh, we may have mentioned this when we had you on the show, but I, I we'd love to get our give our listeners an opportunity to mention, you know, people that have made an impact in their professional life, you know, call it mentors, if you will. Is there anybody that comes to mind for you?
8: Yeah, certainly. I got a couple that I definitely would like to name. Um, so... When you're in a bleeding edge technology, having a mentor could be hard. Like, mm-hmm. you know, who's done what I did? Exactly. Like, but there's a few out there. Um, I definitely would like to shout out to uh, Del Stewart. Um, you know, I don't even know who he's with right now, but hmm. <laughs> he is an uh, industry legend who, you know, put me under his wing and taught me like how to, you know, be in the survey industry and, and in this technology industry and, right. um, you know, have access to things. And then also uh, definitely shout out right now to um, to Laser Scanning Europe. Oh, wow, yeah. Well, yeah. B- big thanks to those guys and... Uh- <laughs> you know they, they share a very similar vision so uh, yeah. them and the point cap team that's awesome. awesome people for everyone who's ever held me back mm-hmm. there's two people that you know bring me ahead yeah so yep.
2: yeah i think you'd agree the the importance of having a good mentor yeah it's, it's it could change your life right
8: it's key even if it's just that one thing that i'm tripping on and someone yep. needs to say hey wait a second and we have that relationship that i could listen to them yep
2: <laughs> yep yep But i wish everybody listening to this could see taylor right now she's got she is mapped out she's got a map themed mask on she's got a map blouse on she's got a map medallion on uh, a map watch on
8: oh this is the paris subway map oh is it really yeah. oh your paris purse oh my
2: I'm not, god i'm not gonna
8: show you my socks and undies but oh, that is uh. so
2: awesome <laughs> Well, hey Taylor, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, what are you excited 10. about? We just kind of went—you know—we're 2022 now. Uh, probably good that 2021's behind us. Hopefully, yeah. What are you excited about going uh, through the next next year?
8: I'm thrilled by all the new players in this mm. arena. There's so many wild there cards that've been showing up. There's people that understand this now. My sister makes costumes, like you know, on Broadway, really? and she spent her whole winter break getting into 3D because a certain program like takes um, takes uh, patterns okay. and people's measurements and automatically changes the pattern or changes like you know the the cut for whatever the measurements are so there's people all over getting into 3d and what i do is less and less obscure Mm. interesting so i love it it's it's interesting (laughs) my over the top is a little bit more palatable yeah
2: yeah so you come you obviously come from a creative family is that is that an accurate statement it is. Yeah, but your folks like. To, I mean, uh, not to get you know too deep, but I'm I, I am curious. Yeah. Sounds like you know you, your your sister is very creative in what she does. You're obviously off the charts creative. Tell me about your folks real quick. I'm <laughs> just curious.
8: Um, I grew up with a press pass around my neck. Really. Um, my father's a New York City uh, photographer. Oh, so um, cool. Yeah, he's a he's a photographer. I became a 3D photographer. Yep. And he followed his camera around the the city, chasing that awesome. things that blew up and burned down. And now he does travel and food photography. Did you did you um, get to go
2: like any like really cool concerts? kid or anything like that
8: yeah my first my first music festival was um austin city limits and i went um and i was on stage with google bordello oh with like a pass around God. my neck just dancing with them like
2: unbelievable yeah
8: so i, I went all sorts of places you know sometimes we awesome. say we were with the band but we were really with the press <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome
2: hey just act like you belong right
8: walk with purpose
2: walk with purpose that's <laughs> yes,
3: exactly all right taylor hey thank you so much again yeah, for
9: spending a few you. minutes well, with us and sure great is. to see you as well all right have a good conference
3: yeah. All right, we're back with our next uh, our next guest. Really excited to have this
2: gentleman here. Let's start out with your name, sir. Ryan North. Ryan North. Where are you from, Ryan?
1: Uh, Colorado.
2: Oh, you're local. Yeah. Okay, okay. And who do you work for? Olson Engineering. Are you? What, what is your job at Olson Engineering?
1: I'm the principal geophysicist. I run our geophysics group as well as do non-destructive testing research as well.
2: Wow, wow. So this, this conference, you're probably walking around here just like in awe just like I am.
1: Not really. I've seen all this stuff before. Oh, so
2: you're up on technology. So here's the thing like, I, you know, I try to keep up on it, you know, read all the articles and stuff like that. But it's, this is the first time in two years I've been like to an in person conference. So to physically see some of this stuff for the first time, at least for me, it's pretty exciting. There's some crazy cool stuff going on. It's nuts. It's nuts. So, how long have you been on Olsen?
1: Almost three years. Three years. Good, good.
2: So you uh, got through COVID and everything, which is good. So you must have started like almost like just before COVID hit, huh? Seven months. Seven months before it, yep. Okay, so quick icebreaker question. Um, if you had to eat one, just one of the three following sandwiches for the rest of your life, what would it be? Peanut butter and jelly, grilled cheese, Sloppy Joe.
1: Grilled cheese.
2: Grilled cheese, okay. That's, grilled cheese is uh, winning by a landslide today for some reason. I'm a Sloppy Joe guy. Being from Chicago, I don't know if it's kind of a Midwest thing or something like that, but I, I love Sloppy Joes. Hard to find them in Arizona, I can tell you that. So what are you, uh, you're here at Geo Week? What, uh, what are you hoping to take away from this?
1: Just to see if there's anything interesting. There's got to be some interesting, are you
2: going to a bunch of the uh, seminars and stuff like that? None. None? <laughs> I love it. Just here for the, uh, for, for this, right, the getting to know each other and stuff.
1: Yep. The flying, camaraderie. Flying to Mississippi tomorrow morning.
2: Are you really? What are you doing in Mississippi?
1: Uh, a bunch of seismic surveys. To oh, really? A wind farm.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. So are you, you guys have, a, have an in-house survey group, then?
1: Yes. You do. Okay.
2: How how big is Olson? How big of a company is it? Fifteen people. It's small. Yeah. Really? Okay. So there, there's I mean probably a common name, but I know there's like an Olson in Arizona, um, but so there,
1: there's a big Olson. O L S S O N. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a, what I'm thinking of. They're then, big, right? Yeah. They're yeah. much much larger than. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so there's you, at least three others with the same name, the same spelling.
2: Wow. Wow. So you guys do, what what is it? Geo, Analysis and stuff? Geophysicist. Geo, so you are a geophysicist?
1: I have a PhD in geophysics. Oh, wow.
2: Okay. So where'd you go to school?
1: Colorado School of Mines.
2: Okay. All right. Well, that's awesome. Um, home of Coors Brewing Company, right? Isn't it right around there? Golden? It is. Golden. Yeah. There's a couple of really good uh, like, microbreweries in, in Golden that I've been to
1: the uh, golden city brewery it's love that place second largest brewery in golden after course
2: After, uh, yeah i love that place it's awesome it's awesome um so what hold a second here i got off track here i'm, I'm, I'm still blown away by the fact that you have a doctor's in geophysics physics um what do you love about what you do
1: i get to do a lot of interesting projects all over the world
2: so you literally travel the globe doing this stuff
1: yeah really Wow.
2: That's cool. Talk about like just like one super cool project you've worked on.
1: Um, i spent a summer in Iraq looking oh. for escape tunnels from the world's largest prisons. No
2: way. That's awesome. How the heck did you find them?
1: Uh, geophysics.
2: <laughs> Is it like a scanner? Like uh, how are you finding them? Can you scan the ground at those yes. depths there, there, to there, try to find there them? There are different
1: methods you can use. So, okay. Um, you could use seismic methods. You mm-hmm. can use electrical resistivity tomography. hmm If if you're at the right site, you might be able to use ground penetrating radar, but generally not. It's usually too deep. There are other methods. Passive seismic works really good if you manage to put sensors in before people start digging tunnels. That's what we do in the US-Mexico border.
2: Okay. Interesting. That is a really cool project, no doubt. Um, So, how how long have you been doing this then? 20 years. 20 years. So, you're probably pretty much an authority in the field at this point, huh?
1: I think I'm reasonably good.
2: (laughs) I love it. So do you work closely with
1: geologists? I am a licensed geologist in multiple states. <laughs> of
2: course you are. <laughs> you know what's sad? Like in Arizona, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that uh, geologists have been, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like you, you don't. it doesn't require a license anymore. Um, you know the word I'm looking for? You can't, um, Shit. I don't know. You can like it, it. Used to be like you have to have a license to be a surveyor. You have to have a license to be an engineer, to be an architect, to do this. You have to be have a license so to be a all, geologist. All
1: fifty states and territories license engineers. Yep. All states, and territories license surveyors. Yep. Only about thirty-two to thirty-five licensed geologists. Okay. Texas licensed geoscientists. Okay. California okay. is the only one that has a geophysics license. Oh my gosh,
2: that's crazy. Do, do you do you have that license in California?
9: Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: talking to a legend here i didn't even know it um, so what are you excited about coming up i mean obviously well let me let me back up let me back up i'd love to give everybody a chance to answer this question and talk about like especially you i'm super curious now and only talking to you for three minutes here talk about some mentors that you've had like who has made an impact in your professional life
1: my phd advisor is pretty good yagwa lee at colorado school of Mines. yeah um, the two people I thought I was going to have a lot of time working with when I started working for the Army in Mississippi, mm-hmm. uh, the guys who recruited me, uh, one retired before I started because oh, of my geez. interview date, and the other one retired six months later. Oh, so that was a, that was a bit of a surprise. Bummer. Um, so I, I've done a lot of stuff myself. Yeah. So
2: for sure, obviously, obviously. And so, what are you excited about? Obviously, we're you know we just kind of flipped the calendar about a month ago to 2022. What are you excited about this year? You got any really cool projects coming up, or? What, 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 what kind of keeps you motivated?
1: Uh, I'm hoping this project I wrote a proposal for in Ghana happens because it could have a lot of follow-up work there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did some work in the British Virgin Islands a few months ago, and there's a the potential for a lot more work in the Bahamas.
2: Wow. That's awesome. And you're a small company. Yeah. And you're working all over the world with the 15-person firm. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Good for you. Good for you. All right. Well, I really don't have anything else. I appreciate you taking a few minutes
3: to uh, get to know us a little bit. And, uh, yeah, wish you the luck and have a great rest of your conference. Thank you. You bet. All right, we're back. Uh, We have our next guest with us. Super
2: excited to talk to this gentleman. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Give us your name. Hey, how's it going, everybody? My name is Zach Thomas. Um, I am um, with ProStar Geocorp. ProStar, uh, new friend of the program, as a matter of fact. We appreciate your support. We had Jason on, Jason Marchuk. Is that how you say his last name? I can't remember. March Suck? He's a, he's a Canuck, if I remember. He, he is. He is.
10: Um, right. It depends. If we want to give him a hard time, we yeah. can we can give him a little bit. <laughs> but March Suck,
2: he, yes. He sir. was supposed to be here. I was kind of bummed. I heard uh, he had a, a, like a run-in with COVID or something.
10: Man, 2022, Ugh. right? I had it like a month ago. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I, I had it over uh,
2: Christmas. Did you?
10: Yes, sir. Did you have
2: like that? Like for me, I had just like that, like tremendous sinus pressure, headaches, body aches. I didn't have a fever. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I just like was zapped of all energy for like ten <laughs> days straight. It was horrific. Oh man,
10: ten days—that's yeah. insane. Nope, um, No. Nope. My yeah, my symptoms were—I were, was lucky, uh, very minimal at best. Okay. So oh, good. Um, cool. I just had a sore throat for a few days, a yeah. cough, and then I had a fever for about twenty. Twenty-four to maybe 48 oh, wow. hours, and then okay. that was about it. it was it pretty
2: high, like one hundred four? No, one hundred two point one was my highest. This buddy of mine back in Phoenix, he had one hundred four temperature for four days. Oh my goodness! And he like literally, I haven't followed up with him yet. That tells you how good a friend I am. <laughs> but he uh, he was going to he was going to go see a neurologist. Oh really? He's like my mind is fucked. He's like, I can't, my memory is gone He's like, I walk into a room, I don't know why the hell I did it What well, used to take me 15 minutes, now it takes me 45 minutes Because I have to think through every little step oh. He's like, I think the 104 fever for four days may have messed with my head It's like he's uh, perpetually stoned Exactly, you know? <laughs> well, this guy, not mentioning any names, of course Yeah, uh, totally Exactly, but, uh, okay, so tell, tell me just real quick What do you do for, uh, for ProStar?
10: For ProStar, I am one of the annoying sales guys um, Alright, fair enough kind of, um, So, uh uh, for ProStars, so we we have a software solution called Pointman. Yep. Um, so I, I'm one of the sales guys. Uh, I've been there yep. with the company for a little over a year. Um,
9: mm-hmm.
2: Loving it so far. Yep, yep. And like I said, we had Jason on. Gosh, I mean, we've done so many episodes now, I don't remember <laughs> what number he was on. But, uh, yeah, he's fantastic. And the whole Pointman thing is so cool. What you guys are doing. It's got to be an easy sell. Oh, It's totally. just a matter of getting in front of people and being able to show them what it's all about.
10: Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's... uh. It's a, it's a great product and very interesting, um, and, the, and the industry seems to love it. So. For sure. What's your background? So my background is actually sales and marketing. Okay. Uh, I'm so a,
2: you're not really like a survey mapper background, really? Uh, I No, sir.
10: No, sir. No, gotcha. Um, but like I said, I've been with the company for mm-hmm. a year, and I, I've learned to fall in love with the, the yep. whole market.
2: Yep, and you know um, a good product. Yeah, absolutely. So, yep, yep, for sure. You got a good opportunity there. Real quick, um, quick icebreaker. There's no right or wrong answer here, as I tell people. But if you All give right. me the right answer, there is a special Geoholics parting gift. Okay, Ooh. What is your favorite winter Olympic sport? Mm.
10: I would have to say. That's a good question. I would have to say um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a snowboarder. So I love I love the superpipe, right? I'm um, I'm from the Aspen area, so oh geez, okay. So I, I can understand why skins. you would say that. I can understand uh, for,
2: me, for me it's curling.
10: Oh, re- ironically, uh, so mm-hmm. whenever we were, uh, I was driving up with a gentleman named Max Moreland, He's one of our um, hmm. uh, new hires, okay. developer. Um, we had a very long conversation about how
2: interesting and exciting curling is. That's so funny. You're gonna you're gonna love this. I met my wife curling. Get out of here. In Arizona, of all places. Shut I up. I swear to God. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Uh, I actually proposed to her on sheet C at the Coyotes Curling Club. Really? Did you, true did story. You,
10: did you slide in? No, I, know, should like have,
2: like I should have, though. I should have, though. It was, just, it was <laughs> kind of a candlelit romantic moment. So, But, really? yeah, curling plays a very important part of my life, obviously. Yeah. So you guys uh, got a great presence here at Geo Week. A uh, lot of lot of folks, good contingency, good-looking group over there.
10: We do. Yep. We, we we brought the kitchen sink. So. I see that. I see that. How <laughs> many
2: how many people work for uh, Prostar now?
10: Oh shoot! Any idea? Um, we're a little over. I think we're almost at the forty to fifty. Wow, market. you guys are growing. Yeah, so so we're we're growing. Um, we're publicly traded. Um, oh no I think kidding? I think I can't remember if Jason mentioned that in the last podcast, but I don't know if he did. Yeah, I don't so know we're if we did. yeah, so we're publicly traded. So we're a Canadian based company. We're on the oh, TSX. Th- I think
2: he did mention it because like it's hard for like me to buy into it, right? Yeah, being a U.S. citizen.
10: Yeah, the international man. It's um, yeah.
2: Is it doing better than Lucid? Ooh, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Lucid kick my ass.
10: <laughs>
9: <laughs> oh man, it was what up. is Lucid? I, I've that never
2: Lucid heard. car, like the electric vehicle, is supposed oh, to rival I'm, like Tesla and stuff like that. Oh, they made the, in Arizona um, actually. The semi uh, They're semi-trucks. so cool. Uh, that's uh. Or no, Nokia, that was a Nokia. No, what it was that. Ni- nicola i think yeah nicola. nicola has the trucks they're i think they're built in arizona too as a matter of fact yeah mm-hmm. all right let's get out of this what do you love totally. about your job
10: man um i really love the industry it's uh it's it's a it's a new challenge and uh um, challenge
2: different challenge every day right
10: yeah it's uh it it's a uh, it's awesome i love it yeah. um, what i love really about it is just communicate communicating with everybody whether it's a uh, a project manager, yep. a director of safety, mm-hmm. um, or anybody in the municipal sector. It's its just learning and just really getting to know the people that, yeah. I, that I work with is awesome. A lot so. of
2: great people in this industry. Oh, totally. For sure. So, like, when you come to an event like this, you got to be walking around, your head's, like, on a swivel, like, yeah. holy shit, look at that, look at that. I mean, I'm that way, and I've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> uh, but but I haven't been to, like, an in-person conference in, like, two years, so this is pretty cool, you know? Oh, but yeah. But the technology, as you guys know, is advancing so rapidly. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy.
10: Totally. I mean, like, Well, speaking on the, the rapid expansion of uh, software, I mean, even with the new infrastructure bill, it's, uh, I think mm. there's like $100 million allocated just to the construction technical mm-hmm. side of um, yep. the industry. So it's
2: yep. It's going to grow. Yep, yep. You guys are positioned in a, a really good spot right now, I believe. Hopefully. For sure. Just get, no, yeah. we definitely <laughs> are. Just kidding. <get> um, <laughs> so let's go with... So, we'd like to have all our guests, we like to give all our guests an opportunity to mention people that played like a role in their life professionally or personally for that matter, I guess. So, is there anybody, any mentors or influential people that you'd like to mention?
10: Oh, um, I, okay. you, yeah. You can I've, got a, I've got a few actually. Yeah, good. Um, good. Uh, I don't know if, any, if uh, anybody that follows you a week, if they um, follow Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gary yeah. V, I've, mm-hmm. I followed him since I was pre college. Are you serious? So, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, is he
2: the wine guy?
10: Uh, the wine guy, the social media guy. Yeah, 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 um, yeah
2: my wife, uh, my wife talks about him a lot. As a matter of fact, yeah, because she like she, she used to sell like high end wines and everything, so she knows him. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah he's so, he's a great guy.
10: Yeah, so Gary Vaynerchuk has obviously been a, a not obviously, but he's been a great mentor mm-hmm. uh, from an influencer perspective. But also, cool. ironically, Jason. Jason's been a great help for uh, my industry awesome. knowledge and professional. And then also our former uh, senior VP of sales, Jess Lyman. Jess Lyman. Um, All right, let's Jess mention Lyman. Jess. Yes, sir. Yes, It's sir. cool you got
2: a Jason mention there. you have to send him this video. Oh, most definitely. For sure. He's going to be jealous. He he, t- he just sent me a message like the other day. He's like, so you're in the Bad Elf booth. Why don't you come over and record in our booth too? I'm <laughs> like, dude, you got to be quick. Yeah, gotta right? Be quick, right? Maybe next year. Totally. <laughs> All right, cool. So here we are, 2022. Still early in the year, first quarter. What are you looking forward to this year? Oh, I'm, oh, man.
10: Uh, professionally or personally? Either. Professionally. Um we're uh, we're really starting to grow into the municipal market and the nice. construction market. So, mm. um, I'm I'm really looking forward to learn a lot more about the nuances between construction, municipal, mm-hmm. and then the the in between. Awesome. Um, personally, I'm a jiu-jitsu guy. So, I've, oh I've no got, kidding. Yep. So I've got uh, like four or five uh, tournaments. Oh, really? Planned out. So really? So like, like we like, what level are you at right now? So I'm a blue belt. So I'm tell me belt. about
2: that real quick. What's next? uh
10: so i've got another probably about two and a half years to three mm. years to wow. get to purple belt and so mm. um my end goal is to get my black belt and start a jiu-jitsu gym
2: how, wow that's pretty cool how long after purple do you, can you get your black belt or does um, it depend on the individual it really depends on
10: the individual but mm-hmm. then um it's what's your goal uh well
2: a realistic goal
10: realistic to get to black belt yeah uh in the next 10 years wow that's
2: insane yeah Man, that's a lot of that's a that's a huge commitment. It so, is. are you big a uh, uh, UFC guy and stuff? A uh, huge UFC guy. Yeah. I've I've
10: done MMA fights. In have the past. you really? Yeah, I've done oh. a couple fights. Or Do we got fight to have you on a full
2: blown show sometime. Totally. I want to talk about the mindset of an MMA fighter. Man, oh, what's I was, left of their mind, anyways? <laughs>
10: I was 22 at the time, so I'll be 28 in a week. So really, it's, it's been a it's been we'll a circle back on that for sure. Yeah, for sure, certainly.
2: Right on. All right. Well, that's about it for me. I appreciate you taking the time to join the Geoholics here totally great and, to meet you appreciate
10: you, you um, having me on the podcast absolutely Thank have
2: you. a good
3: rest of your uh, conference hey likewise we'll have a beer later totally bye all right here we are with our next guest a little self-introduction here uh, why don't you go ahead and start out by giving us your name
11: my name is Whitney Savoy
2: wow that last name
11: yeah it's very what? French I'm from South Louisiana so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so are you actually here from Louisiana
11: I am I'm here from Lafayette Louisiana did you grow up there Yes, born and raised.
2: Really? Yep. That is crazy. <laughs> crazy. Born so on the
11: bayou, baby.
2: Tell me about uh, the football scene there. Are you like a big LSU fan?
11: I am. I'm yeah. actually a really big Saints fan. My husband and I oh, have yeah, yeah. season tickets, yeah. and we love LSU too, and then Joe yeah. Burroughs going to the Super Bowl. But you got to so. love that.
2: I love Joe Burroughs.
11: Oh, what's not to love? Is it
2: Burrows or Burrow? I say Burrow. Burrow, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. You would know more than I would, for sure. (laughs) But I love that guy. What a great story. He's like such a, well, at least he comes across as being like this really humble guy. And he's just like taking it all in in stride and, you know, having fun with it and everything. I love that guy. People
11: love him. And his coach, Ed Ogeron, went to high school with my mother-in-law. So they're like super deep south. My father-in-law talks like Ed Ogeron.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay. So tell us, who do you work for?
11: I work for Fly Guys. Fly
2: Guys? What does Fly Guys do?
11: We are a nationwide drone service provider. So we have a network of 4,400 pilots all over the country. And so we can deploy pilots very quickly to collect- All over the country, really? All over the country, yep. And we can collect data pretty quickly because we can deploy them wherever they are, wherever your job is. So you're
2: kind of like a drone pilot pimp.
11: Yes. Okay. What a good way I to describe like that. it. That's I our like new that. marketing slogan. You okay. got it. <laughs>
2: hey, you got it right here from the <laughs> Um Cool. So what um, What do you love about your job?
11: I am the VP of marketing. So I love building a team. We're a startup. So and uh, my background is startup. So I love building companies sort of from the ground up and mm-hmm. growing the team, mentoring the team. We've got good people, man. We yep. have most of us are in South Louisiana and people in the South are just different. Yeah. In a good way. Yes. In a good way. Exactly. I'm from the
2: Midwest, Uh so I say Midwest people are different in a good way. Yep. So, I mean, I think there's something to be said about geographical location, like where you grew up and the values that you were raised with. Absolutely. Huge believer in that stuff. Yep. Um, So, it's interesting you said that. Uh, How... So, how big is your company? You said your startup. a startup. Yep. What, is, what does that amount to?
11: We are about eighteen employees now.
2: All in, uh, in all, in Louisiana.
11: Yeah. Well, we have we have a couple of remote employees. We have a lidar team out of California, and then we oh. have a team another team in the South. Yeah. So we do uh, lidar as well as nationwide.
2: Okay. And you said you have access to like forty four hundred pilots. Right. Is that across the country, across the globe? What do you cover?
11: Just the country now. The hope okay. is to eventually go internationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, it's just the 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 United States and we get about 10 pilots a day applying to be in our network. Really? Yeah.
2: What's the the process like to get somebody approved? Like if somebody listening would like to be on your list of approved pilots, what's that process look like?
11: So they can go to our website and apply there and then we have project managers that reach out, talk to them, understand their licensing, their certifications, as well as the equipment that they use. And we have internal proprietary software where Hmm. we keep all of our information about our pilots, a rating system, we understand what technology they're best at so that we can make sure that we match them up with the customer so we're giving gotcha. the customer the best experience
2: awesome yep. i love that concept that is so cool do you guys have any competition in that arena oh yeah oh there's a lot of a lot i'm not oh, really? gonna say their names yeah, they don't
11: they're not getting any so plugs tell, don't say their names <laughs> but tell
2: uh tell us that your website Our you web- mentioned it but go ahead and tell us what it is
11: it's www.flyguys.com oh
2: it's so catchy i love it
11: yeah we're cool it's
2: <laughs> awesome it's awesome um so here you are at GeoWeek. Mm-hmm. What are you hoping to take away from this experience?
11: I love to network, so I am very excited. We've met with some of our clients. We're going to be taking them to dinner. Nice. So I like the networking aspect, and also I'm learning a ton, you know? I got to see Spot. Have you met Spot?
2: I did the dog, the Boston Dynamics yes! Trimble dog. Yeah, it's so cool.
11: So cool. So I'm seeing yeah. all kind of new things and it's kind of like exciting to know where the future is going to be, right?
2: It really is. It really is. You know, I've, I've said it like pretty much everybody I've talked to so far. This is like the first in-person conference I've been to in like two plus years, right? It's exciting. And I, I when I first got here, I'm like walking around, you know, looking at everything. I spent about 15 minutes just going around all the booths before they open and my head was just like spinning in awe of the technology. It's advancing so rapidly. It's, ridiculous. it's hard
11: to keep up. Right. It's so fast. It's hard for me too in marketing because everyone's using all these words and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's changing too quickly. It's hard it to really keep up. Is. You know.
2: It really is. Yeah. How do you keep up? Any, any suggestions for that?
11: Oh, huh. no. Do you have some? <laughs> well, I,
2: I, I actually did. I came up with this idea out, out of the blue, The uh, I don't know, a couple of interviews ago. It's like companies need to have a CTO, mm-hmm. chief technology officer. Yep. And that's all they do. And honestly, it's probably worth it. Having Absolutely. somebody who's just, you know, a sharp individual that can just stay on top of this stuff and kind of filter through it. Like, this is going to really build value for our company or not or whatever. But it's incredible. That's, I'm blown away by what I've seen so far. At like, my
11: last I, company, we had a chief innovation officer, yeah, and that was their job. type yep. thing, right? Yep. yep. They were just looking at what that. was next. Yep. pretty cool.
2: I, uh, we had somebody on the show here a while back, and her, she said her job was the CFO, the chief fun officer.
11: I want that job. I'm like,
2: that's cool. Yeah. And she had the perfect personality, (laughs) you know, like you, you you could thrive at that. I have a feeling.
11: (laughs) Yeah, I can.
2: All right. Um, So we'd like to give our guests an opportunity to plug people that have been influential in their personal careers. So you can call it a mentor, call it what you will. But uh, is there anybody that comes to mind for you?
11: I have two. So at my former company, which was a startup, um, it sold for a lot of money to Tillman Fertitta. Um, anyways, I had nice. two uh, mentors that are still my mentors today. Sonny Mayugba. He yep. was our chief marketing officer. Um, he's the best person in the whole world. He's from Cali. He's very surfer. Uh-huh. Um, and Jeff Belante. Both were former Facebook employees. And then they wow. came and worked with us at the company I was at.
2: That is awesome. They're
11: incredibly smart and incredibly fun and very Cali.
2: Yeah. Well, you're pretty young. So you've had some opportunities there to work with some pretty influential people directly.
11: Oh my gosh, my last company was incredible. Um, I mean, not that this one isn't incredible, of it course. is too, but yep. I learned from some of the best and the brightest, and they made me who I am today as a marketer. So awesome. Yep.
2: Good for you, good for you. Here we are, 2022. Um, what, what excites you about the, the coming year?
11: I am hoping that we get to have more days like this. We're out and we're totally agree. talking to people and interacting in person. I'm totally so agree. over the Zoom meetings and I get it safety first, but like, gosh, I miss personal connections.
9: Wow.
2: I could not have said that better myself. I <laughs> yeah. totally agree. Totally agree. Well, I'll tell you what, that's about all I got. Anything else you want to throw out there?
11: No, this was great.
2: Appreciate the, uh, the few minutes that you spent with us.
11: Yeah, I'll come back anytime. <laughs> all right.
3: All right. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> all right. Have a good rest of your conference.
11: All right. You too. Take care.
3: All right, we're back with our next guest this afternoon or this evening. I
2: don't even know what time of the day it is, to be honest with you, at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's kind of running together, and I haven't even started drinking yet. Ah,
12: <laughs> it's going to get ugly later. <laughs> it,
2: it might get ugly. Hey, Nick, what time do we start tomorrow?
9: No
2: question. <laughs> get back to me on that.
9: I'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. All right, so let's get on with this. I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself, so let's start with your name.
12: Name is Adam Krasnowski. Adam Krasnowski, and who are you with? I am with Airworks Solutions, Inc., out of Boston. Uh, Boston, M-A. Go Red Sox? Go Red Sox, <laughs> of course.
2: <laughs> so we had you on the show before, yeah. and of course, Airworks is now a, a friend of the program, so we appreciate your support on that. Super excited to have you guys on board. We're going to do some really cool stuff this year. Um and I remember when you were on, weren't we talking like obviously big shoots is from that general area or something like that? You guys yeah. were talking about hot dogs or something, weren't yeah, you? Yeah,
12: he had this stand, uh, Lucy's ready. or something. I don't yes. know, it was
2: some like female name. Yes, you remember that conversation? Oh yeah.
12: The <laughs> next time I'm coming on the show, I'm gonna ship you guys some of those hot dogs ahead of time. Oh my god, yeah, that would be amazing because they're these like very distinguished, like red cased. They like they, pop when yes. you bite into yeah. them, right? Yeah, yeah. They they honestly don't look like they're healthy for you. But uh, you know, people love them.
2: Probably not. I'm a a big hot dog guy, there's no doubt. Being from Chicago, you know, I mean, I like my hot dogs a certain way, but my wife is from New York. Yeah. So uh, Ted's is a big New York hot dog place, and there just happens to be a Ted's in Phoenix. So once in a while, when she gets a hankering, we go to Ted's and have hot dogs. Yeah. Or we go to Portillo's and have Chicago style dogs. So kind of the best of both worlds there. So, what do you do at uh, Airworks?
12: So at Airworks, we automate the drafting process. So we look at ortho imagery, mm-hmm. and we uh, automate the vectorization process of that. So you bring a, a, an ortho mosaic into our platform, mm-hmm. and we create the vectors uh, from an autonomous perspective.
2: Sounds like a artificial intelligence type thing. Is that true?
12: It is. That is what powers our is system. It? Oh, yeah.
2: Is this like a proprietary thing? Yeah. Did you hijack this from somebody else? No,
12: this is... <laughs> pro- <laughs> Good question. No, there's a lot of open source code Ooh. out there. Okay. That's, yeah. you know, and and certainly every company has uh, leveraged that uh, portion of it. But our code actually is uh, patented. Oh, wow. Uh, in 2017, you can always check that nice. out. Nice. Awesome. Um, and uh, it's really, it's, it, the patent is good, right? Mm. And uh, uh, the code is good from the start, Kay. but it's what you do with it afterwards, mm. right? Interesting. This world is very complicated, mm-hmm. meaning uh, a feature, And I uh, let's say a curb. Okay. A curb in Arizona looks much different than a curb mm. in Boston. Very and, interesting. Yes, yeah. that's true. And so from an artificial intelligence mm-hmm. perspective, we have to... Uh, use many examples, tens of thousands of examples of the differences in features and also the differences you might see in resolutions of imagery that come in our door. And we have to yeah. uh, train that to understand all those differences. In so variation. the AI then is like adaptable, I guess. Well, you <laughs> got we, a word to use? Well, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say adaptable, but it is, uh, it's something that we have to interject, oh. right? Uh-huh. The, the, the variation of, uh, lighting conditions and gotcha. uh, resolutions, again, I know I just mentioned that, but it's uh, we make it adaptable mm. uh, uh, from the way that we retrain the data constantly.
2: And does the way that the data is captured, does that have an effect on how effective
12: your software is? 100%. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. That's the we do a lot with our clients, mm-hmm. especially when we onboard, okay. is understanding sort of the tech stack. So what yep. kind of UAVs you're flying or manned aircraft, what gotcha. is the sensor, right? Okay. Because artifacts and distortion that we see in the imagery yep. throws off really what a prediction from our models are going to be.
2: All right, so let me make sure I understand this correctly. So you actually help your customers with the workflow,
12: right? Correct. Okay, yes. so like,
2: if somebody wants to get into drones for the first time, do you help them even select a drone that's going to be best for them, or a UAV that's going to be best for them yeah. and their applications? Yeah, we have. So suggestions you start from right there. Right there. Right there. Yeah. Oh wow! And then you just kind of work them through the workflow and like how best to capture the data yeah. and everything like that. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's there's awesome.
12: a there's a lot online, of course, that you can mm-hmm. get to. Yep. Uh, right. Maybe that's geared towards optimizing your flight mm-hmm. time. Okay. But in our case, we don't care too much about flight time. Right, right. We care about the quality of the data. Yep. Right. What is the resolution? Mm-hmm. Are you flying super early in the morning? You know, on a uh, in a winter day where right. you have gigantic shadows from buildings, like that mm. is not good, right? Not good. Um, so yeah, we kind of talk through that That's and awesome. really understand what does good data mean when it comes into our system, and we have suggestions on how to how to help create that
2: kind of one-stop shop. Yeah. And it seems like you guys are experiencing some pretty decent growth as well.
12: We are. Q4 of last year was yeah, uh, our best year, best quarter. Is that right? Oh, Ever? yeah. Ever. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. What
2: do you think drove that? Just getting the word out about uh, Airworks or well, what, what, what was it?
12: Well, I think uh, even just me participating mm-hmm. in, in some of the f- the first time I came on the show. Yeah. Just exposure. Yep. Um, also just working with the industry, uh, validating mm-hmm. that we're actually legit, yep. right? Yep. And That's a great uh, way to put it, validating. Yep. Yeah. And validating is like, people always ask us, how accurate are you? Mm-hmm. Well, the accuracy comes in mm-hmm. how you set ground control yep. and, and run survey checks and fly the drone. Yep. We care about the quality. How, what is the quality of our vector that we've created yep. on top of that imagery? Yeah. And so once we validate that more and more, then we...
2: Speaking of, of validation,
12: yeah. um, <coughs> shameless plug. Well, not even a shameless
2: plug, but we <laughs> used you guys um, kind of like on a pilot project at a previous company I was at. We uh, we traditional surveyed, you know, surveyed traditionally, I should say, uh, topographic survey on a hillside lot in Scottsdale. It was a pretty challenging topo. Did that, tra- you know, just traditional survey methods. And then we also flew it. Yep. And then we sent you guys our flight... Information, the images and all those files yep. and stuff like that above
12: my pay grade. Um, <laughs> you gave us a point cloud and uh, yeah. an ortho.
2: And then you yep. sent back the processed data and I overlaid it over our traditional survey and it was like nuts on. Yep. I was like, what the? <laughs> like maybe this stuff is legit.
12: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, listen, I mean w- your, your survey control, right? Yeah. That that you were testing against yeah. us is really the way to do that to validate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean there there's no mo- m- 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 uh, voodoo magic of what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. We look at from the point cloud, we get to the bare earth the ground only file yeah. and it's got a, you know, a, a noise factor to that. Mm. And we want to make sure that that noise factor is very small. Gotcha. And uh, we want to make sure that all the points kind of lie within a certain mm-hmm. range. Yep. And once we do that, we know that we, we have a good, acceptable so data set.
2: So interesting. All right, we go on for hours about this yeah. stuff. So uh, let's do this. So here you are at GeoWeek. What excites you about coming here?
12: Uh, well, I mean, listen, we're coming off of a weird time. <laughs> yes, and we, uh, we just actually met for the first time face-to-face. So face. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can actually yep. poke you yeah. now? Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are a real person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's And Yeah, we were talking about that before we jumped on here. It's like, there's so many people I see walking by that I've probably had, you know, some sort of correspondence with, whether it be through the podcast or professionally or whatever. And uh, like you say, it's been two and a half years. This is my first in-person conference in two and a half years. And yeah. it feels good. Yeah, It sucks that you have to still wear a mask, but I think at least we're heading in the right direction. You know, maybe the next one we won't have to wear a mask. But either way, it's, uh, it's fantastic.
12: And I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, yeah, I, I am too. I uh, Just to be out with everybody uh, yep. is super uh, exciting. Gives me more and more passion to, for sure. to what I'm doing. Totally so, agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah.
2: So on that note, what are you excited about? You know, you just kind of flip the calendar on a new year. What are you excited about uh, moving forward in 2022?
12: Well, I, I, I certainly, you know, as we've been selling now for, I don't know, the last four years or so, we're a relatively mm-hmm. new company, um, I think that we start maybe companies that we had some sort of touch with early on, um, now they're coming back to the table and saying, okay, now we get it. Now we get <laughs> what you're doing. Interesting. You know? Now we're, we, we've been flying a drone for the last six yeah. months and and now we've come to this bottleneck where we have to have a draftsman mm-hmm. uh, you know, yep. uh, create all of this yep. uh, line work and they're like, okay, now we get what you're doing. So mm-hmm. th- this is kind of coming back full circle yep. and uh, it's exciting to see that. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: So would you say, not to get too deep into this, but you saying that, do you think that maybe what you guys are doing and what you're perfecting at this point, were you a little bit ahead of of your time? Or, I mean, it was cutting edge four or five years ago. And it's like, people probably thought it was like voodoo magic or something. But now there's the proof is in the pudding type thing, you know?
12: It is, yeah. And, and certainly where we started. We, we did not start, let's say, in the traditional GIS space. We actually started in the survey and mm. engineering world. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, one of our mentors from uh, MIT is really where we uh, grew out of. Yep. Um, you know, m- made that a, a, a bit of a point to say that if you can take the hardest uh, you know, industry and prove yourself and validate yourself mm. there, Right. Yep. That is where you're going to find the, the best growth because you yep. they're going to be they're Honestly, surveyors are a strict mm. a bunch and, and, and they have yep. every right to be right. Yep. When they certify a, a drawing with their licensure. Yep. Like they don't want to be pulled into land court yeah. afterwards. There's like right? some real
2: responsibility there.
12: Exactly. <laughs> and, and so if we can service that market yeah. and do it well, moving into others to us, for sure. It was, uh, was more, uh, I, I think, of just like next mm-hmm. steps, but uh, maybe a not as challenging. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Well, hey, congrats on the success. Thank you. Thank you again for your support of the Geoholics. We're uh, super excited to have you guys on board.
12: Oh, so And um,
3: yeah, I mean, have a great rest of your show. Thanks for uh, taking the time to join us.
12: Thank you, man. All right. Good to see you. Bye.
3: All right, here we are, day two of Geo Week 2022. We have our first
2: guest this morning. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Sir, why don't you uh, tell us your name? My name's
13: Ron Tinklepaw.
2: Ron, that's such a unique name.
13: <laughs> yeah, my I'm sure you get that to make all the it time. Difficult on me, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what what nationality is that? Just out of curiosity, uh,
13: Pennsylvania Dutch.
2: Oh, Okay, Pennsylvania Dutch, I love it. And who do you work for?
13: Uh, DWL Architects in Phoenix, Arizona.
2: Phoenix, Arizona. Do you guys specialize in anything specifically, or?
13: We are uh, architecture, commercial architecture and okay. planning, uh, historic preservation, okay. um, large commercial, aviation, hospitality, okay. um, K-12, university, kind of all over the map. We do okay. a lot of uh, uh, Native American and also uh, some
2: government work. Oh, right on. So, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, so are you an architect? Let me ask you that. I am not. You're not? No, no. So what do you do for DWL then? uh,
13: I'm the uh, IT director, facilities manager, um, do animation, uh, motion graphic design. I do a little bit of everything. I work on everything. Anything that has a computer on it, it comes, sits at my desk. I get to play with it first and then teach everybody else how to use it. Wow, that's fun. Yeah, oh yeah, no, my job's a lot of fun. So this
2: is, you're probably walking around GeoWeek here in the exhibitor hall like a kid in a candy store. There's so much cool technology here, it's ridiculous. Oh,
13: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been in I've been at DWL for 18 years, so mm-hmm. you know, I've learned and kind of grew up with the industry because I walked in there and wow. I didn't know anything about it really. Holy cow. So, other than some, you know, drafting classes and things like that from high school. Yeah. So, yep. Yep you know, it kind of pushed me towards that, but I've always been into computers and yeah. everything has a computer in it, so what you know, a oh, wonderful yeah. thing to do.
2: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned drafting classes in high school because uh, that's kind of how I got interested in it. My degree is actually in architecture. Even though I'm a professional surveyor, I got my degree okay. in architecture and the way I got interested in it was architectural drafting in high school. Hmm. Yep, so it sounds like you kind of went down that, that same path a little bit. Yeah. Um, so what what like, what like are you hoping to take away from GeoWake?
13: Well, um, I mean, obviously uh, a lot of this GeoWeek is you know geared towards you know the surveyor, the mm-hmm. the, the geospatial mm-hmm. you know, engineer, civil engineer. So it's just really about adapting other technologies that you know for other trades yep. and industries. You know for architecture. So you don't always see the big picture when you go to an AEC right. type conference. Yep. You know and you see the other side of the picture when you come to you know this because it's like you know it's always the civil. And the architects, I go to a lot of meetings, so I sure. get to go see a lot of different things. I've been, I work on projects too. Yep, yep. Um, so you I see the disconnect, mm-hmm. but I see, like, the cool technology on this side of the table, yep. and then we're not sharing our cool technology on that side of the table. Yeah. So, it's just kind of good to see, you know, what other people, other industries are doing.
2: Yeah, for sure. And then, like, when you're sitting in these meetings and, you know, a challenge or a problem comes up, you're like, you know what? I remember seeing this bit of technology at GeoWeek, and I would highly recommend that maybe we take a look at uh, utilizing something like that.
13: Oh, I've, I've got lots of ideas already. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Like, oh, these yeah. guys
2: right next to us, you know, the the guys walking around with a, Uh, a scanner over his shoulders uh, just unbelievable. You know, mm-hmm. you spot the Boston Dynamic dog walking around with a Trimble scanner mounted to it. Yep. So many cool things to see here. On the hardware side, and then on the software side
13: as well. I mean, there's,
2: it's amazing what's happening, well, it the, really
13: is. The best part of it, it's all in its infancy still. So it's got a lot exactly. of growing up, and there's gonna be so much, like in the last like two years, it's gone, yeah. it's, it's gone ballistic, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah.
2: So we ask everybody just kind of a fun question. Um, I'm gonna go with this one this morning. What's your favorite? winter olympic
13: sport uh it's gonna have to be bobsled oh, i love bobsled oh it's just fast Those guys are nuts. exhilarating guys are crazy absolutely yeah. the the skeleton this, i was just gonna say skeleton. what do you think of the skeleton like that's yeah you yeah. I don't I, yeah. it's incredible <laughs> I couldn't <Yeah>. do it <laughs> know, exactly
9: exactly
2: uh, very cool so here we are 2022 a uh, lot of cool things happening obviously in, in our, our profession our respective professions mm-hmm. what are what are some things that you're excited about moving forward
13: well definitely being able to bring this to the office show everybody get everybody excited about you yeah. know all these you know well everything going on you yeah. know they don't know half of the stuff that's going on I'm going to show some great pictures. And, yeah. you know, we've always been a firm that has never been on the bleeding edge, but we've uh-huh. been on the leading edge.
2: Well, the fact that you're so. here, I think, shows that. I, I would love to know how many architecture firms are represented here. It's probably not that many. No, there have been. Maybe it's I've, more than I think, but I, don't, I, don't, I think you're in the minority on that.
13: Yeah, I'd say so, for Which sure. Which I think
2: says a lot about your company. So. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. What um, We'd love to give our, our our guests an opportunity to mention maybe some mentors that have made a difference in their career. Is there anybody that sticks out for you?
13: You know, um, I'd, I'd have to, oh man, that list would be very long, especially yeah, because I understand, um, I understand. where I came from when I started in the industry mm-hmm. and where, you know, I've, I've I mean, DWL in a whole, yeah. you know, everybody there that's ever worked there has always been able to share something yeah. with me that I've been able to build on, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like. Yeah.
2: I, I, and the fact that you've been there for 18 years, I think shows that. Yeah. That's, no, absolutely. that's, that's amazing commitment. You don't find that very often anymore, you know, yeah. and people are just moving around jobs like every couple of years, you know. So, yeah. so anyways anything else you want to share
13: i mean shoot no i mean everybody should try out geo week doesn't matter what industry you are i yeah. definitely give it a try um totally you know, agree. expand your horizons there's so many different things you can learn from so many different people totally agree so, to well yeah. thank
2: you so much for joining us this morning i appreciate yeah, it absolutely have Thanks a good uh,
13: rest of your conference all right thank you
3: All right, we're back with our next
2: guest this morning here at GeoWeek 22. Uh, By the way, anybody who has never been to GeoWeek, this is amazing. It's my first time here. It's my first in-person conference in probably two and a half years. And it's so good, first of all, to see people walking around, be able to interact with folks. But I got to tell you, the technology that is out there, I thought I was keeping up with it, but it's impossible to keep up, keep up with it all. And it's incredible, both on the hardware side and the software side, there's so many things, so many exciting things happening. So uh, highly recommend coming to this this conference uh, next year if you can make it. With that, let's get on with this. Our next guest this morning, uh, self-introduction. Why don't you start with your name? Joel Sutherland. Joel Sutherland. And Joel Sutherland, who do you work for? I work for ProStar. 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 Of course, we love the ProStar folks. Of course, they are a friend of the program this year. We had uh, Mr. Jason Marchuk on, and uh, he did a fantastic job. I was hoping to meet him here, but it's my understanding that uh, he had a bit of a, a conflict with COVID.
14: Yes. Good he, way to describe that. Right. Um, multiple tests, Yeah. Uh, some positive, some negative, yep. but either way, he didn't get on a plane. Yep, Sadly, yep. would have been good for him to be here. Yep.
2: Unfortunate, but I'm sure there'll be another opportunity to, to catch up with Jason as well. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you do for ProStar.
14: So I my title is VP Corporate Development and yep. Investor Relations. So I uh, we are a public company, so I liaise with, um, mm. we have a variety of banks that have made a variety of Mm-hmm. Commissions off of us sure. or time. Yep. And so one of you know, my objectives in so far as the investor relations is concerned is to get uh, research coverage, which means banks that write research reports on us to okay. give investors a little bit of a sense of, you know, not only what we do but whether our share price is undervalued or overvalued. Interesting. Uh, we believe we're always gonna be undervalued, of course, but that's of course, you know not right? nat- natural. Yeah. Um, and then the corporate development side, it's really just looking at companies that may be a good fit mm. with us mm-hmm. for, for mergers and acquisitions or, awesome. or partnerships. That's, that's exciting. It. Yeah, no, it's interesting for so sure. So you got a really cool job. I got to tell you, like it beats working in a coal mine, <laughs> but <laughs> right. uh, I would work in a coal mine if I need. to. If you had to, right? A lot of money to be made in the coal industry. Yeah. Um,
2: so you mentioned that you're publicly traded. Yes.
14: Now that's interesting because you guys are a Canadian-based company correct we're Cana- we're traded on canadian exchanges but we're a US- or us based company but but
2: you're not traded on
14: like the dow we're not we're not on the new york stock exchange or nasdaq our okay. our objective is to move to the nasdaq within, how do you get to that point uh, literally so for us our market cap it means the total value of our company yeah. is about 50 million okay so to properly do nasdaq mm-hmm. m- my take is you need about a market cap of somewhere between 300 to 500 million really to do it properly. Right. You, you can go earlier if you want. Uh-huh. And you have to have, I th- I would say a minimum of a half a million mm-hmm. shares trading daily. Gotcha. And, and what that means to the layman out mm-hmm. there um, is... That there's interest. Okay. If you're not, if your stock isn't trading, Mm -hmm. no one cares, Hmm. you know, Interesting. it just is what it is. So, so we're, we're, we just start, we were public about a year, went public about a year ago. So Uh we're just starting out. We'll get there.
2: Do a lot of companies go that route? Like they trade on the Canadian market before they come to like the NASDAQ or what have you?
14: Yeah, many do. It's not, um, there's no necessarily like tech textbook way to do Mm -hmm. it um in this case our ceo page tucker happens to be Mm -hmm. from vancouver okay uh and is canadian although he he's he's lived in colorado uh for i think two two decades or so cool um but yeah he he just went kind of with with his network and Mm -hmm. what he knew you know who who he knew and that's yeah it's not more complex than that yeah um and now he knows even more and he's uh He's on a mission to ring the bell at NASDAQ, so oh, wow. we're gonna we're gonna hopefully make that happen. That's so cool.
2: That's awesome. So what it, here at Geo Week, obviously, you know, I mentioned this is a pretty incredible event. You know, just walking around the exhibit halls here, uh, my mind's blown. It really is. You know, there's so much to take in. It's crazy. Um, what 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 do you like in your role with ProStar? What do you hope
14: to take away from this? So this is um, I joined the company in December. Uh, so this. Came across our radar screen um, in and around that time, mm-hmm. and what we wanted to accomplish here. First of all, we we should just make it clear. This is this is a we are a um, digital mapping company mm-hmm. uh, for underground, and we're in this business yep. so to not be here right would be weird mm. right yep. so so it's, sure. so it's kind of like okay they're doing ge- it's a geospatial digital conference yep. for mapping right. why wouldn't we go yeah and it's in denver which is our backyard uh yeah. our, our coo is based out of boulder and the tech right. team's there and so it's a layup to for logistically sure. right yeah. um so we uh we didn't quite know what to expect in terms of of attendees um me- meaning like non exhibitors. Uh, but the fact is like we were, we were busy from open to close, yeah. uh, yesterday yeah. and our head of sales, Bill McIntyre presented twice, oh, wow. which maybe drove some traffic. Um, so, so what I think a combination of trying to, uh, potentially, uh, generate some customer leads, um, but also look at, look at else, what else is out there. I think. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I yep. mean the fact that you're like, you're, uh, your your biggest seller, your biggest product is called Point Man. Correct. Yes. So I mean, of course, you got to be here. Right.
14: <laughs> we have to be right. We have to be here. There's no. Uh... Yeah.
2: Exactly. So let's see. One question we'd like to ask our listeners is: Do you have anybody or any folks you'd like to mention that have played? A role in your success? I mean, either personally or professionally, you know, mentoring. I'm a surveyor. We talk about mentoring all the time. I think it's important to have a good mentor to be successful in life in general. And it could be multiple mentors, but do you have somebody that you'd like to mention?
14: So I spent about 20 years on wall street and it's awesome. Right. Not everyone thinks so, but I, I, uh, I I'll take to, it. We, we need to have it. you on
2: a, like a full show just to talk about that. Oh, experience. sure. So absolutely. I would love to.
14: I'd love to. Yeah. Okay. I got There's a lot of good stories. Um, but there's probably two people in there that, uh, so I, I did two roles on Wall Street. I was a securities analyst, which means I put buys and sells on, on stocks. You know, you yeah. see them on uh, CNB, CNBC and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I, there was a guy, Adam Schein, who was my first, uh, he, he was my first boss. He, he opened the door for me into that world, and I'm still friends with him today. You know, we went to the Super Bowl together in New York, and uh, you know, that was a lot of fun. He's a good guy. Um, he probably sharpened my work ethic and um, maybe was uh, re- responsible for me moving uh, um, from, from his, for, for, for get, giving me the tools to move um, onto uh, bigger and better things. And the, the second boss I had for pretty much like a good 10, 10 years was this guy Owen Lynch. So he was the head trader. Uh, he, was, he was actually the head of the US office at, at Bank of Montreal uh, in New York City. And, um, then when the team moved over to CIBC and, uh, I worked with him there for a good clip and we remain good friends. We talk every couple of weeks and, uh, he's just like a, if you imagine like a grizzled seasoned veteran in a trading pit, you know, he'll, he'll pop out, you know, you know what I mean? He's that kind of guy. (laughs) So cool.
2: Awesome. Um, well, gosh, I think that's about it. What are you looking forward to for the rest of the year?
14: Uh, I think our company's um, number one mission is sales. At this point, everything's in the rearview mirror. So from a business point of view, I think i um, looking forward to beating our numbers and uh, getting getting more sales. And yeah. from a personal point of view, feels like uh, we're getting out of this uh, COVID nonsense I and, agree. and just uh, getting back to normal. I mean, I think that's what everyone wants. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah, no doubt. But yeah, being here, I mean, it's a little taste of normalcy. Right. You know, uh, except for the mass, of course, but right. I think we're getting, like you say, I think we're getting
14: getting past this, hopefully. We're almost there, I think. It I feels agree. like it. I agree. All
2: right. Well, hey, thank you uh, for spending a few minutes with us. We really appreciate it.
14: My pleasure. And Ken. Uh, I'm
2: going to circle back with you and we're going to have that, uh,
3: that stock market chat sometime.
14: Oh, for sure. Anytime. You let me know. Have a good rest of your conference. Thank you. You too.
3: All right, here we are back. We have another guest in the chair here at GeoWeek
2: 2022. By the way, have I mentioned that we're sitting in the Bad Elf booth? Of course, Bad Elf is a friend of the program, and uh, we can't thank them enough for inviting us to be here for GeoWeek. We're having an absolute blast. It's incredible. So our next guest, of course, I'm going to let her introduce herself.
0: Let's start with your name. Melissa Seitzinger. Melissa Seitzinger. Where are you from, Melissa? I am from Tallahassee, Florida. Wow, you came a long way. Mm -hmm. Have you been to Colorado before? I have been to Colorado. My mother's... Or my grandmother was here. She grew up in... Um garden of the gods which is just about oh, an hour beautiful, south of here beautiful mm-hmm, area yeah. i love
2: colorado i was just telling somebody last night maybe i was under the influence of alcohol at the time but um <laughs> we were talking like i live in phoenix i love phoenix right. and uh i'm like i can't think of anywhere else i would want to live in the states to be honest with you it's beautiful there. like nine months out of the year three months out of the year i'm like why the hell do i live here <laughs> but uh, welcome to florida oh yeah
0: <laughs> we do the same thing but
2: the other nine months i absolutely love it so i was like you know what one place i would consider moving to is denver I love Colorado. Really? I love Denver. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it's a great city. Great city it reminds me a lot of Chicago. I'm from Chicago originally, and oh, Denver see, I've never been to Chicago. a lot of great culture here. Great restaurants, awesome breweries, obviously, mm. well, just a uh, great space. So, okay, let's move on. Who do you work for?
0: I work for a firm called LJA. LJA, um, okay. We are fifteen hundred people strong in wow. Texas. Yeah, yeah, we're all Texas in Texas. I thought I you were know. from Florida. I am from Florida. Where do you live? It's Tallahassee in florida so do you work remotely for this company i do for now for oh ah so we'll get there so lja uh-huh. um they're an engineering and survey firm okay so in texas like i said we're 1500 people That's a good um, size we're company. employee owned nice yes it's very nice um the survey portion is about 180 people um Ooh. our geospatial group is about 12 to 15 these okay. days um and then so we'll get into what my job is my job is to bring mm-hmm. all of that to florida Oh, so you're opening an yes, office in Florida? Right. Is this is breaking news. This is breaking news. <laughs> it's it's been going on for a year, well, but it's breaking exciting. news. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, did you ever
2: work for them in Texas then, or how did
0: you no. how did this
2: relationship start?
0: Um, this relationship started. I worked at another in another survey firm, um, and we got familiar with who LJA was, and really liked. The employee ownership part of what they do, That's um, awesome. their culture that they've been around since 1952. So this mm-hmm. is our 50th anniversary as well. Wow. Um, so I really, I really liked their model, um, and I, not just in surveying background, I also have a an engineering technician background. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that they do engineering and survey mm-hmm. all in one
2: roof. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super cool. It is, it is. There's definitely some advantages to having surveying and engineering under the same roof, like you mentioned. There's some disadvantages, too. There are, too. Two. Yes, we've um, all done the same, yeah, you know, yeah. are
0: you your own client and yeah, who comes first exactly. and those kinds of arguments. But they've really been able to um, because each group is its own business line. Yeah. So, like, my boss is the president of LJA Survey. Nice. Um, and, it, and he has free reign to do to work for the engineering group, Very to cool. not work for and build his own. Mm. So that's why I'm here is he, yep. he's tasked us with building a survey group in Florida. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so I, I, we, we kind of skipped over our icebreaker questions.
2: Let's circle back Oh, on we that. moved right past it. We did, funny. yeah. We just jumped right in, but that's okay. Oh, no. The um, talkers avoided the agenda. <laughs> Shocking. Two talking... Two surveyors that are able to talk. <laughs> hmm. We'll be here all Who day. Knew. <laughs> all day. Um, so if you had to eat one of the following three sandwiches Kay. for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. which one would it be? Peanut butter and jelly, uh, grilled cheese, and sloppy joe.
0: Oh, got to go with sloppy joes. <laughs> you and me. Got to go with sloppy Nobody joes. Nobody ever says sloppy joe. Oh, I love sloppy joes.
2: Oh my God. I could live okay. on sloppy joes.
0: It's a taco on a bun. What's not to like? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to mess it up, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> so here we are, you know, day two here at, uh, at GeoWeek. Um, what, what are your thoughts so far? What are, you, what are you hoping to take away from this experience?
0: Oh, Lord. Um, my thoughts so far are this is a really good turnout. Um, I think that everybody here is representing very well. Yeah. Um, I've talked to most of the guys on the floor um, in all the booths and whatever else. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking to take away is because I'm trying to grow a group. Mm-hmm. Right. So yep. I'm not. I'm looking for teaming partners. I'm looking for like, Bad Elf. Right. This is yeah. this is fantastic. Yeah, He's yeah, exactly what we, yeah. you know, need need to grow yeah. um, a smaller group to start with and then build on that. Um, and that's what I'm looking to do is is put yeah. teams together. Yep. So that we can move forward.
2: There's plenty of opportunities here to do that. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, what else we got? So we'd like to give our guest an opportunity to give a shout out to maybe some folks that have made an impact in their professional careers. Yes. Is there anybody that comes to mind? Is there, did you have, have you had a mentor to yes. you that you want, that you'd like to mention?
0: Oh, absolutely. So, um, not to get too long winded about myself. Um, but out of high school, I was not interested in college so i went straight to work and who i ended up working for is a gentleman by the name of alan nobles um he was huge in geospatial he's run a survey firm for 42 years now yeah um i went to high school with his girls right so i worked with him for a long time before but he's always been in my life and he's i'm he's the person that you call he's uncle alan he's he's a mentor he was close with maps he's developed you know a lot of the systems you see here he initiated using to start with in his firm um, and then gave feedback to the Regals and the Leicas and the you know all those scanners and that kind of thing so
2: it's got to be Alan Nobles for me. How lucky do you feel to have met him? Like it was it sounds like it was a Oh, for 100%. Him, 100%.
0: Yeah. I, I like I said I went got out of high school and I went to was a technical college in Tallahassee. Um, okay. they had a drafting program and I walked in not knowing anything about survey. Um, and but I needed a job. Mm. So I asked the instructor I said, you know, he said he, no, he said there's two paths. Mm. I said, "Oh, well, what are they?" He said architectural drafting and survey drafting. Mm. And I said, "Oh, well how many people, how many kids <laughs> are in either one and he yeah. said well I have 25 kids in architectural and I have nobody in survey
2: huh. that's awesome well, I mean, it's not awesome but it's, it's awesome still that that we still have this problem oh, 25 years problem. later yeah. right yeah. I yeah. mean you know, micro is my hero yeah. okay yeah. but Yes, yeah. <laughs> I've tried to get him on the show. Actually, oh my god, I'm working so I'm hard I'm a hundred percent stalker for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe if the two of us put our heads together, we can, together, we we might can be make this, to happen. this happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, he walked in at the end of the semester and said, "I'll take all of the survey technicians that you have." He did this every year. Wow. And so the instructor said, "Well, you got one," and that was it. Wow. That was it. Isn't that crazy. Yep, it was literally. That's awesome. Meant to be. Yeah, there you (laughs) go.
2: Right? Everything (laughs) happens for a reason. Everything. I am a huge believer. 100%.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. So uh, here we are. Just kind of flip the calendar to 2022. Uh, What are you looking forward to uh, throughout the rest of this year?
0: So what I want to do the rest of this year. So I've been with LJA for one year and Mm -hmm. I have been cultivating introductions to team, possible teaming partners. Mm -hmm. Right. So this year after this, I want to put those partners together and I want to get something, some traction going. I want to get something done. I want to get some projects going, Nice, you know, not just putting teams together and watching where it happens. I want to get something done. Well, it sounds
2: like you're super passionate about it. Yes. Uh, You know, obviously you love the profession and uh, I'm sure you're going to have some great success. Is there anything else that uh, you were hoping I'd ask you?
0: Hoping that you would ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: I've never even asked that question before, yeah, but right. it, it's funny. What
0: question do I want to be asked? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... I don't know. People just think we're good? Yeah, yeah. I think All we're right.
2: good. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time to join us. This is great. Uh, welcome to the Geoholics. Right. You, you are officially a Geoholic now. I am now. Yes, I have to be. Uh, I've good been r-
0: initiated. Right? You <laughs> have. Uh, well, you haven't <laughs> gone
2: through the spanking machine yet. Oh. But after that, it's official.
0: I have been scanned, but I haven't <laughs> been spanked. Uh, maybe next time. Maybe
2: next time. All right. Well, hey, have a good rest of your conference, and thank you again for
3: joining us.
0: Oh, thanks for having me.
3: You bet. All right, here we are back again with another guest
2: here in the Bad Elf booth at Geo Week 2022. Uh, let's start out with a self-introduction. Why don't you start out with your name? Sure. My name is Rami Tamimi. Rami, I know that name. and We're going to talk about this just a little bit. I mean, you're, you're a YouTuber, and I know you do some really cool videos, you know, geomatics and surveying and scanning and stuff like that. But uh, So is that your full-time gig, or do you actually work for a company, like a full-time 40-hour-a-week job? You know, I
15: used to actually have a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually started the YouTube channel to help my students at Ohio State, and uh, you know, with COVID, they needed some kind of way to learn uh, the lab portion of the survey class. So I made those videos, and they blew up. And then I started doing more videos about my research, and Mm -hmm. those blew up even more. Wow! And got me to the point where I just left my full-time job to do YouTube. That's crazy. I I love it. It's it's the best job
2: in the world. That's awesome. It sure is. Man, oh man! Love to talk to you more about that because uh, I got to figure out how to quit my day job. <laughs> <laughs> so you're from Detroit, I understand.
15: Yes. Born bo- and raised. Born and raised, proud Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Kid Rock. Kid Rock, Eminem, you know. Yep. Yeah. All, all the great, all the great rappers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's awesome. That yeah, uh, that new Kid Rock song. I don't know if you've heard it. It's called. I think it's called We the People. But you know him. I mean, he's pretty, yeah. pretty conservative guy, and he just freaking, he lights it up in this song. It's, I mean, it's oh. a perfect kid rock song, you know? <laughs> you know how that goes. So real quick, uh, I'd like an icebreaker question. Uh, what's your favorite
15: winter Olympic sport? Oh, winter Olympic sport. I'm going to have to say probably curling.
2: Oh, his favorite sport's curling. Yes yes, I have to say yes. just because
15: the the intensity just seeing the yes. you know just just seeing it you know get closer and closer
2: and bumping out, yeah, oh no, I love it, so yeah. It's so much fun. Uh, I am actually a curler. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. In, in Arizona, of all places. Oh, okay. Who knew that uh, Arizona They're had a curling club? Very cold over there. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. It's indoor. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, man. So, it sounds like you've been to GeoWeek before. I have, yes. And uh, tell me just a little bit how it's changed over the years that you've been here. Like, I've this is my first time here, and I'm walking around, and my head's just blown at the technology, you know, the hardware, the software, and just how things are progressing at such a rapid pace. What have you seen over the years? Yeah, I mean, I started coming in
15: 2017, okay. five years ago. I was yep. still a uh, still student. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just very intrigued by this industry. Yep. Um, my background's in surveying, and so yep. seeing kind of like, hey, surveyors should really start to invest in this technology and start to learn more about this technology. Totally. Um, I've just seen a lot more surveyors here. I've seen a lot more uh, technology that's working for surveyors and kind of becoming more appealing to surveyors. And mm-hmm. uh, that's why I'm a big supporter of GWIC, a big supporter of LiDAR technology, a big supporter of just geospatial. Industry, yeah. um, surveyors need to benefit from this and use it because this is the future of our industry. So I love, I love yep. seeing that here uh, this
2: year in 2022. And it's, you know, it's interesting to me. And I mean, you know this, especially having a survey background. Uh, we're we're an aging profession, right? Okay. I mean, it's, uh, and you you know the statistics. The average age of a surveyor, a licensed surveyor, is like 60 years old. Yeah. And it, it's not just in the United States. What I've learned, having interviewed people from across the globe at this point, it's the same thing all over the world.
15: Absolutely. I you mean, know? I have an international audience on YouTube, you know. Yep. And so looking at the demographics, you know, surveyors from India, surveyors from yep. Africa, surveyors from Europe. Yeah. It's it's the same story same you see everywhere. Yep. Not enough surveyors, too many opportunities that are not being seized because the supply of servers is not there, yep. and to get someone that really understands everything that they need to do, high accuracy control, the fundamentals of surveying—it's just so difficult to find these people. So, if you're young and you want to get in there and you want to learn something and ha- be—you uh, know—have tons of opportunity, I always say, go for surveying. Absolutely, it's definitely the best thing you could do.
2: No question. And the, the thing that's an, another beautiful thing about it is, first of all, it's it's an incredible opportunity from a career perspective. You yes. know, if you're the type of person that likes something different every day you know mm-hmm. of course it appreciates math and history and working outside and technology it, to me it's just like if i'm a young person how do you not look at it you know yeah. i mean it, it's crazy and like you you're you, you know you're a younger person and you have an opportunity to be super influential in the profession and you're doing that with your youtube channel uh talk about that just a little bit and like what you want what you try to cover or capture on your YouTube videos. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I mean, I started the
15: YouTube channel just to kind of teach people how to do some very basic things that we teach at the university level. And mm-hmm. just to see the lack of content on in the internet in general yep. um, was just mind blowing. People flocked to the channels because they loved seeing that, hey, here's someone, he's a millennial, yeah. right? He, he's, you, you know, he's got the skills that I want to learn. And I presented it in a way that is very easy to understand in a very... Um, just very comforting way, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not a lecture, you know, it's informative, it's entertaining. And, you know, there's a conflict and, you know, there's a, there's a way to solve that conflict. And then there's a resolution and, you know, finding, you know, the results at the end of that video is just so satisfying to so many people. Um, My goal is to just promote the industry. You know, I want to show that surveying is cool. I want to show that geospatial technology is cool. I mean, how many conferences are there where there's walking robot dogs? (laughs) Right. Like, can we, can we just take a minute and acknowledge how awesome that is? It really is. Um, and so, you know, my, my goal is I want to create a community that, you know, one is filled with, you know, aspiring professionals, um, people that are professionals and want to learn more. Yeah. And then just kind of bring us together and say, hey, these technologies are all part of the surveying world. Yeah. And uh, as surveyors, we are going to adopt them. We're going to create uh, efficient workflows that give us high accuracy data. Uh, and at the same time, I want to do it in an entertaining way so that I have people come back, you know, talk more about it, you know, ask questions. That's what the sur- that's what YouTube's all about. Yeah. Is building a community. And I love yeah. the fact that we have a community building now on YouTube uh, for surveyors and geospatial professionals.
2: Yeah. You do a great job with that. How do people find you on YouTube? Oh,
15: <laughs> so, I mean, you, you've got different avenues. I mean, you got people that are just on social media, Facebook, mm-hmm. LinkedIn, Instagram, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you want to check me out. Yeah, Instagram slash Rami Tamimi, LinkedIn slash Rami Tamimi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on social media and I'll post videos and then they'll get shared. Mm-hmm. What's and the YouTube channel? YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rami Tamimi. Rami Tamimi, okay. So oh, yeah, name. Okay, it's, it's my name. Just just Google my name and you'll, you'll, you'll find everything you need.
2: How long have you been doing the YouTube videos?
15: YouTube videos actually started a decade ago. Are you serious? I started making videos oh a decade ago. <laughs> just like fun, like silly little videos. Um, and then I, I kind of took a long break to go uh-huh. get
10: educated. Okay. <laughs>
15: yeah, um, I got my degrees, I got my work experience, and, yep. but I always had this longing for filmmaking and for being on YouTube. And so when the opportunity arose to make videos for my students, yeah. I, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get back into it. Let's just see how it goes. And yeah. I didn't realize how how much of a dire need there was for that kind of content. And yeah. so uh, I love being, you know, a surveyor, a just as professional and then making YouTube videos, which was my true passion when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, being a, as a survey YouTuber, yeah. uh, we just hit about a year and a half worth of videos. And in that year and a half, we have 26,000 subscribers nice. and over one and a half million views. On all oh, videos. my gosh. Yeah. So
2: have you like seen and obviously I think the obvious answer to the question is yes, but have you seen an increase in downloads Like from the first videos, obviously, to where you are now. Like your first videos, were they like maybe getting 300 downloads? You mean like views? Yeah. yeah views. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Views. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. in yeah. the beginning stages, I would get
15: 100 views. And that was just my students watching the yeah, videos. Right. Um, but then the YouTube algorithm picked up those, you uh-huh. know, the content that I'm making. Yeah. Um, and it started, you know, recommending it to people. And people yeah. would search up, how do you do a survey traverse? <laughs> my video is the one that pops up. Why? Awesome. Because there's really no other content out there. There's not much. Um, and now I would say the average video gets about 10,000 views. That's awesome. And some man. really high-end videos, videos that you know you know uh, intrigue a broader audience yep. it'll hit 100,000 views yeah so i mean we're i'm very very lucky and very happy to be in this position to yeah. provide this information and you'll know, be able to create this type of content for people yeah.
2: well congrats on your success thank you that right. is I really so cool man it. Thank you. and uh, thank you for doing it you know, <laughs> from, a, from a fellow professional, an older fellow professional, uh, I, I, I appreciate you making the effort to do that and try to generate interest about the profession. We need uh, we need about uh, maybe a hundred thousand more people just like you. I, I, I tell everyone, let's do it. Let's <laughs> let's make more videos. I don't want to be the only one. I want more to yeah, do. Yeah. So exactly, absolutely. Exactly. And I'm
15: glad I am glad I could be serving the industry. Well, you know, I, awesome. it makes me feel really good.
2: So what are you? Uh, I mean, here we are, February. You know, just flip the calendar to a new year. What are you excited about for the rest of this year?
15: Well, I'm excited for the weather to get a little bit nicer in the Midwest. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, But I'm just excited to do more projects, excited to uh, work with more companies. You know, I've got partnerships with lots of different companies sponsoring content. So I'm looking to get more sponsors on board so that we can feature new products, new services, so that our audience can learn more and you know, just kind of build a hub uh, for surveyors and geospatial professionals yeah. to learn from, so yeah. that's that's my goal for the year.
2: That's awesome, man! Well, hey, I can't thank you enough for taking a few minutes to join us. Oh,
9: great to meet me. you! You me know, well. seen
2: your videos, of course, on YouTube, and uh, you know, of course, know your name. So uh, when I saw you walk up and I saw your badge, I'm like, oh my gosh! I'm so <laughs> that's awesome! So thank you again for being here. We thank appreciate. You. I appreciate. It. It. Have a great good great rest great.
3: of your conference. You too. Take care. All right, we're back here in the Bad Elf booth at Geo Week 2022 with our next guest today. Uh,
2: I gotta tell you I wasn't this is the first time we've done this like I've always like when we started this podcast this is exactly what I wanted to do I wanted to set up like a conferences and shows and stuff like that and just do like live podcasts so this is like yeah. a dream come true for me this is the first time we've done this yeah. it's going exceptionally well so we're going to be doing it more often moving forward so Geoholics for Hire anybody listening reach out to us info at geoholics.com and uh, let, let's, let's let's connect let's uh, let's do more of this stuff alright our next guest I'm going to do let him do a self introduction first of all uh, start with your name
16: Russell White with uh, Dimensional Geomatics out of Houston, unfortunately.
2: Houston. Houston. How's the weather in Houston these days?
16: It's cold today. Is it really? Yeah, it's like the same temperature as here. (laughs) Texas has had some really
2: weird weather.
16: Yeah, we we, we froze last Friday. All the schools were closed. Did you get snow? Nah, but the two salt trucks we have in town were busy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Two salt trucks. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your company. What do you guys do?
16: Uh... Everything remote sensing and dimensional control. Oh, so gotcha. aerial mapping, LIDAR, photogrammetry, terrestrial scanning, okay. metrology.
2: Do you do all like all uh, just conventional surveying, boundary Alta topos, or not no, so much? No, oh, we're, really? not, we're
16: not a standard uh, survey company. Okay. E- everything but that, right? Okay. Uh, okay. But when it comes time for that, we, we've got, that's how I started. I started yep. doing land surveying back in 2005. Cool. Yep. Everything just morphed. How big is your company? Two. We just started. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah, we just started like like
2: three weeks ago, man. Oh my God, that's so awesome. What's up, man? That is awesome. Well, congrats.
16: Appreciate it. What were you
2: doing before that?
16: Uh, I was actually working for HTS, Advanced Solutions. So we were doing uh, half the company was LiDAR rentals and the other half was LiDAR service. Wow, yeah. that is so cool, man. It's good, uh, good for you. And you already
2: got shirts made.
16: I do, man. Sticker <laughs> mule to the rescue, buddy. Yeah.
2: Oh, man, it's so cool. All right, really quick icebreaker question. Uh, if you had to eat, let's see, you're from Texas. <clears throat> I'm not going to use that one. If you had to eat one of the following three sandwiches for the rest of your life, what would it be? Grilled cheese, peanut butter and jelly, or sloppy Joe. Man, just one for the rest of your
16: life. I'm gonna say, say grilled cheese. Uh, That's a a good one. I make a mean grilled cheese. That's a good one. You
2: can't go wrong with grilled cheese. I tried to talk my wife into starting like uh, a grilled cheese food truck. I've seen one because like there's no overhead. It's bread and it's cheese. And And if you want to like do the deluxe model, you get the tomato soup.
16: Right, you so know? I, I saw I saw a meme about it, and the guy was like, "If you want the tomato soup, get the hell out of here. We're not doing that. It's just cheese and bread." <laughs> oh man,
2: it's so funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, big grilled cheese guy. The answer to that question for me is uh, sloppy Joe. All right, I'm sloppy Joe, a big I love sloppy, sloppy Joe. Fan. I could live on them. That, well, I mean, God, if I had to live on like sloppy, if I had to, let's see, being from Chicago, it's either hot dogs, sloppy Joes, or pizza. Man, yeah. that would be a tough I question. I do hot dogs. For me,
16: a good grilled hot dog. Yep, yep, yeah. for sure.
2: Um, so here, here you are. Um, based on what you told me that your company does, I mean, everything around here is right up your alley. And like, this is my first time being here and okay. first in-person conference in like two and a half years. So this yeah. is pretty awesome. What do you think about all this? This is incredible in my mind. It
16: is. I, I love ILMF. We've been going for like three years, and I've always been going to spar. Okay. So, and, uh, and it's been interesting talking to people, you know, I've got my aerial friends and I've got my terrestrial friends. Nobody ever talks Yeah. And now that we're at the same show, like <laughs> this is fan- like why they didn't do this earlier. This is fantastic. So now it's everybody, so under- everybody's starting to understand what we do. Uh, it, I, I love it. Uh, it. This is a big, this is a big show. There's a lot of people here. I'm kind of blown away. Unbelievable.
2: And it just made me think about something. So over the last two, two and a half years, everything has been obviously via Zoom, Right. right. Do you think having to go through that for the last two and a half years has maybe opened this setting up to, I don't want to say more people per se, but I think it's, it's like gosh, how am I, what am I trying to say here? It's like made people more sociable in a lot of ways.
16: Yeah. like You they know what I mean? Because right? like
2: you've been behind a screen for two and a half years, now you actually get to be in front of people, and a lot of people who aren't very sociable to begin with, they're like, oh my god, I forgot how much I actually appreciate that. Yeah. So it's like I see so much interaction happening. It is, and, and
16: then I, saw, I noticed that at uh, UAV Expo in Vegas last year. Oh really? And man, it was that's probably the best networking event that I've, I've heard ever attended. And, and I've been there multiple times, but yeah. that one, this yeah. most recent, was amazing. Uh, yeah. Ton of people, ton of networking. Everybody was just, man, get out. Yeah. And uh, we, we had a good time. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, you've got some amazing energy, that's for sure. Appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, I like to give our guests an opportunity to maybe uh, plug maybe a mentor or somebody who's made a difference in their lives, you know, yeah. personally or professionally. I think it's important to be a mentor, first and foremost, and it's a lost art. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give you an opportunity. Does, does anybody come to mind?
16: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andy Horroyd with HTS Event Solutions. He's, uh, man guided right is the right nice. word and uh not just from a geospatial aspect but also just on like a business and a friend aspect yeah. and uh i i couldn't thank the guy enough it's awesome and also glenn freeland i kind of want to kick his ass at the same time too because he's the one who got me into surveying so yeah. like is he I'm, here no no i'll I'll, po- I'll point him to this but like man it's like thanks for getting me in but at the same time uh, it's so funny damn it, you know that's but, awesome um, no, nah, now nah, both of them. They're great. And, and I've had a lot of people on the way and, and I and I try to, you know, mentor people myself. There's no reason not to. For right? sure. Like exactly. Matt, Bird. Matt Bird just came by. Right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. That's all he does, man. He's yep. just helping people. Right? Yep. Let's just help. And uh, yep. so I won't ever turn down an opportunity to help somebody learn something, yeah. you know. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, good trade for sure. Uh, what are you looking forward
2: to for the the rest of the year? I mean, we, we just kind of flip the calendar. What's what's going on for you? Well, obviously, just, you're just starting a new yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so gotta, just, just grow the, on.
16: growing the business. Yeah. Um, We started strong now. We got guys out in the field right now. That's why they can't be here. Yeah. Um, We've done a lot of international work in the past. I think this year we're just really going to hammer down on it. Um, Really? We've done a lot of work in Africa. We've got a new client over there um, that we're we're pushing hard for, and most of it's aerial. Okay. Um, I think they just, I think it's a hotbed for it, you know, and and, and not in terms of, man, I want to go make a ton of money over there. We do, but they need it, right? Yeah. Uh, From an ag perspective, they need help. Um, Topo, anything. Anything we can do to help them out over there. So awesome. Um,
2: just you know what? Maybe we'll have you back on sometime for like a full show. Yeah. And just talk about your international experience. I think that'd be a great conversation.
16: It, it would be a long conversation in dire need. Probably with some good some stories. Adult of, beverages right? and great stories. Yeah, yes. Well, yeah.
2: uh, adult beverages. We pretty much thrive on that. So <laughs> uh, I think it'd go perfect. Yeah. Um, that's about all I got. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. Yeah. No problem. Great to thank, meet thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, do you have a website?
16: I do. It's uh, dim geo.com. Dim dim Yeah just search for dimensional geomatics it'll all pop right. up we, we awesome. own we own a few different domains it'll, it'll go through gotcha yeah. gotcha well hey thanks again for being here appreciate it yeah.
3: enjoy the rest of your conference appreciate it, man thanks for having me all right back again here at the bad elf booth at geo Week 2022
2: we have our next guest in the seat next to me this is going to be a lot of fun uh let's do a quick self-introduction why don't we start with your name
17: uh, my name's Josh, Joshua White.
2: Josh White. And Josh White, where are you from, my friend?
17: Orlando, Florida.
2: Oh, you guys traveled a bit to get here. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to Denver before?
17: Uh, once with my wife last year. Yeah. Oh, right on, right yeah. on. I, I love Denver. I love the Rockies. We're big fans of mountains. Oh, man.
2: You don't, you don't have much of that in Florida.
17: No, we have none of that.
2: Are you from Florida originally?
17: Yes, yeah, born and raised. Really? Yeah.
2: Interesting. What part of Florida?
17: Um, born originally a. Uh, uh, over, you, you ever heard of New Smyrna Beach? Nope. Pretty much by that area, Deltona, New Smyrna Beach area. Oh, okay, okay. Just south of Daytona Beach.
2: I like Florida. I'm from Chicago originally, so obviously we would normally go to Florida on vacations, take the kids down there to Disney and everything, but uh, it's just humid.
17: Yeah, yeah, you I'm get used to it. I'm not big on the humidity. Yeah, you get used to it, though. Easy to sweat, easy to work out, you know? <laughs> I suppose, yeah.
2: I live in the desert now, so no humidity, but it does get to be 120. Uh, who do you work for?
17: Uh, I work for Allen & Company. We're a geospatial and mapping company uh, okay. down in Winter Garden, which Winter is Garden. about 20 minutes north of Orlando.
2: Okay, and how many employees do you guys have?
17: We have 82 employees, Dang, I
2: that's a good-sized company.
17: Do we have more? We have more now? Uh, okay. Just I, in Florida, or are you guys... Uh, like? We've expanded to Texas now. We're a little bit in South Florida as well, okay. but uh, we're just now opening up, a, uh, I guess you call it a satellite in Texas as well. Super cool. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Any thoughts moving to Texas?
17: Uh, my wife just started practice here at her new office, so I I probably not, not for at least a year. It's not in the
2: cards right now. Yeah, not right now. Uh, I thought maybe we were going to break some news, but that's not going to happen. No, no. All
17: (laughs) right, all right. So what do you do there? Um... I do a lot, and I'm really happy about it, actually. I've, yeah. I've uh,
2: seen your name tag. You do some CAD work, obviously.
17: CAD work. Also uh, a
2: part 107 pilot? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay.
17: Um, I do some scanning as well whenever I can sneak oh, out of the office and awesome. do that. That's probably one of my favorite things. Whenever people ask me what I do for a living, I tell yeah. them I'm a, I'm a big kid with big toys, man. Uh, That's I, a good one. That's yeah. a good one.
2: Because you know what? I'm a, I'm a land surveyor by trade. So I've gotten to the point where if somebody asks me what I do, if I, I mean, I don't even I don't say I'm a land surveyor anymore. Because then the first thing is like, oh, you uh, you plant trees, or you do this, You're I'm like, I'm like, no, that's a landscaper. That's not a land surveyor. (laughs) So I honestly, and I mean, this is like gold. I'm giving you a bit of advice here. When somebody asks you what you do, tell them you're a geomatics professional.
17: Nice. Well, and I'm not a professional yet, though. I don't feel but like But you can still
2: use it, though. You can yeah. still use it. And then that's like, oh, my God, that sounds impressive. Well, I say
17: the geospatial and mapping, and they're like, oh. Because if ah. I say survey, people think I'm, I'm a person at the yes. flea market taking their names yes. and emails. Exactly. And that's most of the time what I get. Exactly,
2: exactly. Totally agree with that. So what do you think about the show so far?
17: Uh, out of all the conventions and shows I've been to, this is the best one I've been to It's so pretty far. amazing, ha- right? Hands down, yeah. The content of the uh, the workshops and the presentations is the yeah. best I've been to. Yeah,
2: that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Good input for sure. And uh, the technology is just incredible.
17: I love it. Every year it changes. Every year,
2: it's probably like every two months it changes. It's so hard to keep up on it, right?
17: And and everything changes. uh, Not just scanners and drones, but even little things like just like, distometers, mm. your, your levels, even Everything. levels now, like, the sprinters are <coughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Like, you hand yeah. someone a conventional yeah. conventional level, nowadays, you hand it to a 20-year-old, and he's like, what the hell is this? Exactly. I, I don't know how to do conventional, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah. yeah, and even like, you know, on your iPhone, you know, having basically a yeah. LiDAR scanner yeah, on your yeah. iPhone pretty amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. I honestly. love it. It really is. really is. Um, so, oh, quick, quick icebreaker question. I, I forgot to mention this. Um, let's go with... What is, let's see, you live in Florida. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go with what is your favorite winter Olympic sport?
17: (laughs) The one I just saw yesterday. These guys, they they strap a rifle to their back, and then they ski, and they ski up hills and crap. And then, I don't know if you're like. Uh, but they they do all this shit yeah. and they get yeah. to the it's and they crazy. get to the spot they got to shoot they're out of breath you can see they're dying <laughs> and nuts. then they got to do another like remember we were watching at the bar yeah these guys are, and they're dying and I'm like yeah. that that's something a Russian had to make up like, oh it's crazy we're gonna ski we're gonna be dead exhausted shoot a rifle and continue on yeah that's it's my nuts. new favorite sport it
2: really is pretty cool I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend curling though oh yeah yeah. My, I, I'm a curler, so okay, all uh, right. whenever I ask that question, I'm like, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer to this question, but if you get it right, you get a special prize. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so the right answer is curling. But uh, anyways, on that note... Uh, We'd like to give our. Uh, we did we talk about mentors yet? We haven't talked no, about that not yet, right? No. So I, I like to give everybody I talk to a chance to give their mentor or somebody who's influenced their professional career a shout out. Is there anybody that comes to mind for you?
17: Uh, first and foremost would be our PSM Mark Fallis. Um, ever I, so I originally he's the one who actually kind of unintentionally converted me. I originally was going as civil awesome. engineering. And when COVID hit, me and my wife lost our jobs. We worked at a very wow. high end restaurant. Yeah. And uh, when I lost the job, I was like, I need to get something in my field. And yeah. they were hiring as a land surveyor. Yeah. And I started off in that field. And after I found my first monument from like the 1860s, I was hooked. It's addicting. And then I talked to Mark Polis, our, our licensed surveyor. Yeah, And, um, and then I actually switched to Geomatics. That's yeah, so awesome. Just because of that. Such yeah. a cool
2: story. Everybody who's in like who, in surveying and stuff like that.
17: They all fall into it. <laughs> they, they don't plan it. They're <laughs> like, oh, 16, I need a job. Yeah, you know? They
2: totally fall into it. And you got a great story with the whole restaurant thing. Yeah. My, uh, my wife has sold like high end wine for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so she's been part of that service industry for a long time. And of course, like you mentioned with COVID, it got devastated. Yeah, it really yeah. did. I mean, it's coming back, you know, depending on where you live, I suppose. But uh, that is really cool that you, that's oh, how you got into Geomatics. It was a blessing
17: in disguise. It yeah. actually led to a lot of, it led to me and her living together because I didn't want her being alone with sure. all that. Uh, and then yeah. uh, getting a, a job in my actual field instead of just paying for school and not doing a job in the yeah. field. So,
2: yeah. What um, What are you looking forward to the rest of the year? I mean, you got, it sounds like you got like, you know, we just met for the first time, but you got a lot of really good positive energy. Uh, what, what's going on for the next uh, 10 months?
17: A lot this yeah. is uh actually our busiest probably me and my wife's busiest year of our life we are both really going to try and expand both of our careers i work for Allen and company full-time mm-hmm. and then part-time i also run a drone business for oh, videography okay. on the sides nice. um Very i've been doing cool. that for about two three years now yeah so i, I just love the i love the instruments i yeah. love being able to fly drones do scanners I, i'm in love with it so for my personal company this year we're going to try to do some more uh get some bigger contracts and yep. uh, I actually start filming a, my second movie as no a director way. of cinematography this really? weekend yeah.
2: did you have a background in that? Or did um, you just kind of fall into that too?
17: No, all self-taught. As a child, wow. I always loved videography awesome. and, and cameras and stuff and then that led me to drones, which led me to survey work, and yep. so the two almost go hand in hand. That's awesome, man.
2: Well, hey, yeah. congrats on your success. Congrats on finding Geomatics. That's, yeah. Glad to have you part of the fraternity. <laughs>
17: <laughs> I, uh, I always call land surveyors land pirates, though. <laughs> I was like, they're literally land pirates. I was like, they're just looking for rum oh, and relics. That's all man, pretty much That's it, awesome.
2: You know? That's awesome. Well, hey, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Welcome to the geoholics
17: thank you man thank you and uh yeah great to meet you take care enjoy the rest of the conference thank you
3: all right here we are welcome back
2: geo week 2022 live kind of from the bad elf booth we have our next guest in the chair next to me so quick self-introduction let's start with your name
18: uh name is brooks last name all
2: brooks where are you from
18: uh, currently live in Boston. Oh, you live in Boston? Yep. Oh, right
2: on. Okay, cool.
18: Originally from Michigan. <laughs>
2: okay. We're about Michigan? Uh,
18: Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo, yeah.
2: I'm, I'm from Chicago originally, so okay. pretty live familiar in- with the area. Yep, spent a lot of time in southwestern Michigan as a That's kid.
18: Kalamazoo.
2: Yep, like, uh, oh, what the heck was it? My Actually, my grandparents lived in Coloma. Okay. Benton Harbor area. Yeah. But uh, spent a ton of time in South Haven.
18: South Haven's where people go in the summer. Oh my God,
2: I love that town. So much fun, so much fun. Um, Okay, so who do you work for?
18: I work for Drone Deploy. Drone Deploy, okay. I'm
2: familiar with the company. Tell me a little bit about what you guys do. Uh,
18: So Drone Deploy, based out of San Francisco, Um, we're a software company. Mm -hmm. So we started basically as a flight app to help. Mm -hmm. There were all these drones Mm -hmm. on the market, and people didn't have a way to consistently capture data to produce maps. Yep. Uh, DroneDeploy thought that was a good use case there. There was a lot of people building hardware, mm-hmm. so we built the software to help use all the hardware that oh, wow. companies were creating. Okay, And we've since also built out a photogrammetry engine. so now you can fly, uh, capture images, process all that data in DroneDeploy, and then make decisions, perform wow. analysis off of that information. Holy
2: cow, I mean, this has come a long way. Like, certainly, how long has DroneDeploy been around?
18: Since 2013, I believe, is when it was founded. So, so
2: I probably heard about you guys five or six years ago I'm guessing mm-hmm. and it was not near as robust as it is right now not I can tell you that holy cow you guys have come a long way that's good good to know and what yeah. do you do for drone Deploy?
18: Uh, so I run the services team at drone deploy okay. um, so most software businesses will derive anywhere from 10 to 20 percent of their revenue from mm-hmm. some form of services okay. and so as a software company we know that even though in theory, it's show up to your job site, press a button, and the drone flies itself. It doesn't mm-hmm. always work that way. So yep. we want to help customers who buy drone deploy be more successful using it. So when they onboard, they get extra help, yep. extra customer support, That's extra awesome. technical support, and then sometimes customers don't want to have pilots themselves, so we fly for them. Wow. Uh, so we work with networks of providers and manage those providers to fill in places where they don't have pilots.
2: That's really good to know, because I have to believe there's a lot of people out there that buy a drone like we got to get into this you know I'm getting my part 107 we're buying a drone we're doing this and then they get the drone they're like now what I don't know what to do how do do we get this thing in the air how do we make it do what we want it to do
18: we try and help them through all that so you
2: guys are right from the like do you help do you help companies even like purchase drones like so they can figure out the best option or best solution for
18: them sometimes yeah we we try to be a one-stop shop for everything that's what I was thinking Um, so if if they need something hardware software technical help Mm -hmm. we're there to support them through that So yeah, sometimes that's hardware. Sometimes people come in and they're really sophisticated and they know exactly what they want, great. We can be kind of hands off. And sometimes they know nothing. They're like, we know other companies are buying drones, so we're gonna buy drones too, because we're innovative. But they kind of just figure it out on the fly. So we try to help those people Awesome,
2: how do people find you?
18: Uh, references, online, like I think we're what do, what's your
2: like, like going to your website, is that the best thing to do for people?
18: Web, yeah, website, the, the flight sure app all... is free, so most people who know mapping, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you just are free, familiar yeah. with the app, but mm-hmm. then don't all, always know that there's all these other things built yeah. on top of it. What's the website? Drone2play.com. drone, to play.com. drone to play. Okay. Cool.
2: Yeah. Do you guys have a pretty good social media presence on uh, LinkedIn or Instagram, stuff like that?
18: I think so. I get yeah. a lot of notifications from them. So oh, I, yeah. I hope that means it's good. That's
2: awesome. Uh, we kind of breezed over the icebreaker question, so I'm still going to ask it just because it's go fun. For it. um, let's go with so you're from Michigan yep. originally. So I'm going to use what's your favorite winter Olympic sport?
18: I mean, down, downhill skiing, of course. Okay. But uh, yeah. Uh, figure skating is, is growing yeah oh, that's crazy right figure skatings pretty cool My wife impressive. is a figure
2: skater growing up yeah
18: very, can't do it myself but downhill skiing is the coolest it really is yeah what yeah. about curling uh, I will watch curling if I'm with some yeah. friends and we have a few beers then, yes, then we can yes. watch some curling
2: I'm a curler so ah, okay. it's my favorite winter sport for sure Winter Olympic sport uh, what else let's go with uh, let's talk about mentors you know you're a young guy. Kind of, just kind of, I don't want to say just getting started in the industry, but uh, young in the industry. So this might be a tough question, but is there anybody who's made an impact in your career so far? Call it a mentor, somebody that comes hmm. to mind.
18: Um, I wouldn't single out, like, I wouldn't say there's one individual. Mm-hmm. There's probably individuals who mean things in different ways. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Dennison founded a drone services company. Okay. Um, he worked at drone deploy. He was our boss for three years. Yep. So Andrew Dennison, you hear this podcast. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah. the founders of Drone Deploy are honestly awesome. So yeah. they I'd like are a very cool story of like why people come to the US and, uh-huh. um, interesting. To start a business. So yep. they're all from South Africa. They emigrated yep. here, got funding wow. um, in the that valley cool and story. started drone deploy. So it's like a, it's very it, it's just like a true American, you yep. know, uh dream story for sure so. yep
2: i love that and I, I just love the name drone Deploy. play you know it's just it's catchy it encompasses everything
18: it's alliteration
2: yep i love it i love it uh so what are you excited about going on like from here on out for the rest of the year i mean we just kind of flipped the calendar not too long ago uh anything exciting coming up this year personally professionally you want to mention
18: uh well hopefully we can have more of these conferences so these right. conferences are certainly totally exciting agree. to meet people yeah uh yeah it's it's just great to finally interact with people person to person again it's way better than zoom so (laughs) that's that's probably the biggest thing is like we're actually starting to go out and meet customers again yeah talk to people get to know them better um the con this conference itself is great like i'm actually i didn't expect so many people to be here even on sunday yeah yeah i guess it was fun it was a lot of fun it was a weird start time Mm -hmm. but um there's a lot of great companies here like it a uh, big theme seems to be LIDAR, mm-hmm. and so that's an area we're investigating and curious about, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully drone deploy build some technology I'm sure. involving LIDAR in the near future, yeah. so we're definitely thinking about it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I mean, it'd be like the perfect transition for you guys. I mean, obviously now people are putting those LIDAR sensors on drones and stuff, mm-hmm. so um, the future is bright. There's no doubt about it. We just need the price
18: point to go down Ooh, a little bit.
2: Right. That's the thing. It's hard. I mean, technology is such a funny thing you have, of course you know always want to have the latest and greatest but holy cow it costs a lot of money and then unfortunately two months later there's another latest and greatest that has kind of outdated what you just spent a shit ton of money on yep. so it's like you're playing this balancing act constantly you know it's hard yeah tough tough well i'll tell you what that's all i got i appreciate you taking a few minutes to join us
19: appreciate
2: and uh, uh welcome to the geoholics you're officially a geoholic now
18: appreciate it you gotta start listening I, I'm getting ready to download the podcast right now.
2: <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for joining us, and I uh, hope you have a great rest of
3: your uh, yesterday conference. Thanks for having me. Likewise. You All right, back again. We have another guest
2: in the uh, the chair. I'm super excited about. We are, of course, in the Bad Elf booth at Geo Week 2022, and let's start with a quick self introduction. and give us your name. Tim Everett. Tim Everett. Tim Everett, where are you from, my friend?
19: From near here, near Boulder, Colorado, uh, just down, up the road from here.
2: Born and raised in Colorado? No,
19: no. no. Uh, from the East Coast, Massachusetts okay. originally.
2: Yep. Because I, I can have, I, I hear a little East Coast in your voice. Yeah. So I can I can totally see that. And who do you work for?
19: I work for myself these days. Okay. Uh, company, I call myself RTK Consultants. Uh, nice. Name of the company. Catchy.
2: And what does RTK Consultants do exactly?
19: So... Mostly what I do is I, I help small companies uh-huh. um, that don't have their own internal GNSS or GPS expertise. Uh-huh. I, I help them uh, mostly using the RTKLib software package, but uh, mm-hmm. other things do anything related to, to, to precision GPS and, and okay. GNSS.
2: So RTKLib, I have to be honest with you, I'm not familiar with that. So just if you could just spend a couple of
19: minutes telling me about what that is. So RTKLib <coughs> is an open source software uh, package. It, mm-hmm. it's, uh, Came from Japan uh, originally, hmm. and um, I maintain a branch of the original RTK Lib. It's called the Demo 5 version. Uh, what I've done you know, is not radically different from the uh, original RTK Lib, and many people use that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to make it more robust, uh, more reliable, a little easier to use, um, and also a little more focus on low cost uh, applications now is this something that's like a smartphone app or is it something that
2: wh- how do people get their hands on it
19: so the it is an open source um, code, and so uh-huh. it is on GitHub if you want the source code Kay. if you want the application, you can either build it yourself but most from the source code, but mm-hmm. most people will download the executables either from mm-hmm. from my Um, github repository or from the official repository and how do people find that repository
2: is there a search I'm not familiar with github to be honest with you so you're not we're not speaking the same language (laughs) but
19: this is good because you're educating me how do do people find it on github so github is just the central repository for most open-source software Um, but if you just do a Google search for RTK lib um, that would probably be the easiest that'll get you there right yeah get you to where you want to be yeah
2: okay all right so a quick little icebreaker question for you um if you had to eat one of the following three sandwiches for the rest of your life which would it be peanut butter and jelly grilled cheese or sloppy joe (laughs)
19: it's an interesting question um boy uh I like grilled cheeses. I can't imagine having to eat them for the rest of my life, but
2: <laughs> I love grilled cheese. You really can't mess it up, right? You know, right? Uh, it's like comfort food, comfort food. So, uh, you've obviously been in this industry for for a while, right? Are there any? Uh, we're, we're big into mentorship on the geoholics. Are there any mentors that come to mind that have helped you uh, along the way?
19: Some. My background is really from the disk drive business, not GNSS. So it's only okay. been the last uh, seven or eight years, maybe I've been working in this business. Um, so they're they're very related. So mm-hmm. there, there was a lot of overlap between the two um, precision positioning, just on different scales. Mm-hmm. As far as a mentor, you know, I started by uh, taking t- reading. I, boy, I can't even remember the name of it now. There's a classic book, mm-hmm. and the. I think all of the starting GNSS courses use it. Okay. And, uh, excellent, excellent book and yeah. uh, very, very well written. I can't, I, fortunately, I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> it happens. I, yeah. I completely and then, relate. And then uh, after that, there are, there's an online course from Stanford. And I'm, I'm going to mangle his name, but uh, Frank uh, Dingillian or something <laughs> okay. along those lines. Yep. Um, I, I took his course and I learned a lot from that. So, gotcha. Uh, very couple, good. Couple Interesting.
2: Um, how, what do you think of the conference so far?
19: I've only been here for about uh, a half hour. Oh, really? You just got
2: here. Well, well, I appreciate you jumping on with us after just being here for 30 minutes.
19: But uh, I, I've come to them before. So anytime mm-hmm. there's a, con- I, I I don't uh, tend to travel to conferences much. Other mm-hmm. than maybe occasionally to Las Vegas, but yeah. I do come to them when they're in Denver. Yeah. Uh, and so um, I have been to some before, and I always find it interesting to come down here. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time I'm just working in my office, you know, I don't get a lot yeah. of exposure to outside, yeah. and so come here and just see what everybody's up to. It's really yeah. interesting. It's pretty exciting oh. for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I always learn a lot when I come to the. And the things. fact that it's like right in your backyard, pretty convenient.
19: Right. What are you most excited about for this year? So the one of the projects I'm working on right now, um, besides, you know, so I maintain the open source software. I. I I write the RTK Lib Explorer blog, which some of your listeners might have heard of, mm-hmm. um, and then I do the consulting, but recently I've been working a lot with smartphone data, and the Google mm. had a um, competition last year, a Kaggle competition decimeter challenge Wow, and so Google reached out to me, and I'm uh, working with them a little bit uh, pr- preparation for this year's competition okay. that's exciting so um, yeah, so been doing a lot of work with smartphones what that was I,
2: the point of the challenge like what were they what were they hoping to get at with
19: it so they they collected data from dual frequency smartphones mm-hmm. um, and the phones were inside vehicles so driving around in the Bay Area in I had some of its highways some of its residential and some of its um, city of, yeah. and they're very, very difficult data sets because the phones are inside the vehicles. They're not using ground planes. There's all hmm. sorts of multi all sorts of obstructions. Oh, wow. And so the goal was to see how accurate. So You basically try to, to crunch this data and come yeah. up with a, a, a trajectories for each of the, the, the rides, and sure. then they compare it to the ground truth, and then the guy that gets the closest wins. Oh, that. wow. Very That's interesting.
2: Huh. You just got to collect all the, like, the Uber and Lyft driver data. Yeah.
19: They could do that, again. yeah.
2: <laughs> but that's super interesting. Well, I'll be honest with you, that's all I've got. Uh, appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us. Welcome to the Geoholics. You're officially a Geoholic now. <laughs> okay. Whether you like it or not. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> and enjoy the rest of your uh, conference. I'm sure it's going to be amazing for you.
3: Okay, you too. Take care. Bye.
2: Here we go. All right, we're back in the Bad Elf booth, Geo Week 2022. We have our next guest with us. Going to let him do a self-introduction. So let's start with your name.
20: I'm Jason Atkins.
2: Jason Atkins, and Jason Atkins, where are you from, my friend?
20: So I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, our company, uh, Asbuilt Three D, mm-hmm. is based in Fort Myers, Florida. Oh. and and um, our parent company, which is Ascensium, uh as an engineering company, it's also based out of uh, Fort Myers.
2: Okay. So, do you are you uh, do you manage an office then in Georgia? What, what's your role with the company?
20: Yeah. So uh, I'm one of the principals of the company, and um, Being in the Atlanta market, um, it's kind of been, um, I guess, uh, when you look at being located in Atlanta, it gives you the ease of travel. Um, And so we have our scan techs located um, in both Fort Myers, Florida, and we have scan crews that are located in the Atlanta office, Mm -hmm. um, which, uh, like I said, it's kind of easy to get in and out.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, Georgia's like the hub of everywhere. Yeah, the world. Like. yeah. <laughs> the world. Yeah, the world. There you go, exactly. Uh, so As Built 3D, a great name for a company, especially in today's world. And I've always said I'm a surveyor by trade, um, mm-hmm. podcaster by... Uh, um, that, that's my dream, to be a full-time podcaster. Not there yet, so I'm still a surveyor. Yeah. Um, but I've always said, you know, like... Using 3D scanning for as-built and things like that, it's just it's just like the perfect application for that. So tell us a little bit more about as-built 3D. And what do you guys do? Like what type of equipment or technology are you utilizing?
20: Okay, yeah. So um, kind of back up to uh, our parent company, which is Ascensium. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started in uh, early 2000s, and um, then in, uh we were we were taken in by another company, and then uh, in 2009 we came out as a standalone company and the focus was retrofit engineering projects. Uh, Our main focus was working in the power industry. Mm. And um, we could not rely on the drawings. We could not rely on the information that we we were provided with. And so in 2009, we got into 3D scan and model. And out of basically selfish reasons, um to protect ourselves Mm -hmm. and uh to do uh better projects and better execute our projects for our customers Mm -hmm. um that's how we got into the 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 3d scanning model well after you know the i guess first few years um then we start getting a little more traction where people are saying hey they would kind of see what we were doing on our projects yeah and then it was uh kind of transitioned into uh, could you help me do that on mine? Yeah. So um, then, um, a few years ago, we set up as-built 3D. Um, And it's just a a, a brand that runs under the engineering company. Gotcha. Um, But the nice thing is, um, you know, we're focused on providing 3D scan and model Mm -hmm. um, as built for, um, we provide that service for other engineering companies and we provide that also for um, facility owners. Okay. Uh, So a lot of the major power providers in the Southeast, Mm -hmm. um, we work for pretty much all of them. Um, and also in the manufacturing world as well.
2: Yeah, no, that's awesome. So I'm just out of just out of curiosity. Your deliverables, do they have to be like signed off by a professional surveyor or anything like that? Is there a surveyor in the mix at all?
20: No. So um, there are times that we actually use surveying, depending depending upon size of the project Mm -hmm. and also if um they're looking to have something tied back to the grid yep um and depending on if they have the information or not so sometimes we're able to to, you know go out and scan these areas and tie back to a a known location otherwise you know we do work with uh survey crews very uh, cool that we'll bring in
2: how big is the company how many employees do y'all have
20: Uh, right now we're at about 20 employees okay and um so um, we've got, um, the nice thing is we, we you know, being uh, under the engineering company, uh, we set up our projects. Um, our engineers are in charge of setting up each scam project. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, if we're going out to the field, you call us out and you have a retrofit, then you have someone that understands all of the steps in the retrofit engineering world mm-hmm. so that. Um, we actually collect the correct data, <laughs> the right information, yeah, right, and also model the right things mm-hmm. um, to the right detail. So that way, you know, you get the information you need from the start, yep, um, and you know, eliminate the, the repeat trips. And For so sure, on.
2: yeah, yeah. If we can eliminate that, right, everybody's happy. So, is this a combination of terrestrial scanning, mobile lidar, drone lidar sensors? Do you guys utilize all that technology?
20: Yeah. So the, the the main focus is terrestrial scanning. Uh-huh. Um, most of the stuff that we're doing at this point is inside facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, coming to this show, um, I think um, in the next little while we'll probably be adding some uh, uh, drone capabilities. Yeah. Uh, and the reason, you know, I'm looking at some of the large facilities that we have uh, in, that are that are lined up for scanning this next year, mm-hmm. and we'll have multiple. Uh, manufacturing buildings uh, on the same site, um, so uh, I think I think uh, we'll probably be looking at you know adding the drone capability in as well.
2: Awesome. So basically, and you hear this term a lot lately, uh, digital twin. Yep. So that's what you're creating in that's a lot of cases, right? Yes. Yep.
20: And that's so um, we've got depending on the customer, um, so we have some that are that are more advanced and looking for not only just. You know, creating the, the developing the the point cloud and um, developing the 3D model, but also then adding that intelligence to the model, mm-hmm. so that um, you know the look forward would be when we complete this project, then how do we use this information for um, the. Uh, day-to-day operations maintenance, whether mm-hmm. it's just as simple as, hey, I have a lockout tagout procedure that I have right. to go follow. So how do we use this information going forward? And I think this is going to be huge for this market um, over the next five years, because totally. um, one of the things that we're having to do is um, not only do we go out and, and c- capture this data, but the, one of the things that we also like to do is sit down with the guys at the plant yep. and share the information when this thing's put together to say, hey guys this is what's available Yeah. because they're watching us, you know, while we're out there collecting the information Yeah. Uh, and wondering, man, what are these guys doing, right? Mm-hmm. And then we can turn around and, and you know, and it really, it, it may be something they may not use right away, but just to get that education mm-hmm. going and the conversation going to say, um, hey, man, I, w- I want more of that, Yeah. you know, for the, the operator, the, the guy that's making the rounds in the plant, I think that's that's kind of key. And uh, a lot of the people that I've talked to here, that's one of the big things that for they're sure. focusing on is how do we further educate mm-hmm. not not the engineering group that we're working for, but there's a, a level of guys that actually own the plant and you know have yeah. to have to deal with this situation every day. And so how do we further educate those guys to bring them into mm-hmm. all the things that we're discussing at this conference?
2: Yeah, no, all really good points. And we're definitely moving to essentially living in a alternative reality, virtual reality world. You know, of course, now, you know, the metaverse is uh, is a hot topic, you know. I mean, it's just, it's crazy what's going on. And, uh, no, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, you guys are in a sweet spot with what you're doing, for sure.
20: Yeah. And, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things we, we, we sit back every day and, you know, um, What we're doing today and what we're doing two months from now um you know things change pretty quickly in this industry (laughs) that's Um, an understatement right oh my gosh man it's crazy Um, but you know and the thing is though i mean if we go back i I, for example i mean i could pull out a a scanner out of the closet that's a a 2017 model yeah and go do a project and the, the same basic technology will still you're going to save money. You're going to save time. You're going to reduce risk. You're going to um, see all the benefits um, from doing these projects in 3D. Yep. Um, and that's using equipment that, you know, like I said, is sitting in the closet over here now. But yeah. um, you, you just can't, uh, can't outdo it in the 2D world.
2: Yeah, exactly. and I just don't see, I mean, uh, uh, this may be an inaccurate statement, but I don't see point clouds going away. I mean, they might get more, they might get denser, you know, but I mean, point clouds are always going to have value. They're always going to be usable. That form of data is not going away.
20: Absolutely. So, I mean, the point cloud, you know, we have a lot of customers that they don't work in the point cloud every Mm -hmm. day. So they look at it and it's like, uh, okay, so get back to that uh, 360 photo over there. Yeah. So I can pull dimensions and measure and and the thing that looks like what I'm used to seeing. Yeah. um, even more so, converting that point cloud into three three D models. Yep. Um, they're very comfortable with that. They're comfortable with any type of three sixty view. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a handful of customers in the, in the last, I would say, in the last year though, um, that really are are utilizing the point cloud data. Mm-hmm. The, you know the and also nowadays with the technology, there's actually a lot of things moving forward so that we can actually view. Uh, the point cloud. Right. So in the past, if I walk over and give you a, you know, two terabyte hard drive. Yeah. And, um, you know, go back seven years ago. Yeah. And say, here, throw this on your yeah. laptop good, and take Good a luck, look. right? Yeah, yeah, it's like, good luck. I'll see you in uh, yeah. two weeks, right? Yeah. Exactly. So. The
2: data was kind of unusable at that point. Right. For, the, like, the end user, you know, like, they had to be educated. Like, this is what you're going to end up. This is the deliverable. This is what you're going to need to work with it, you know?
20: Yep. And that that was... So you always had kind of the, the, the scan technology and then you had the, the computing power, mm-hmm. right? So one would pass the other and yep. one, you know, and we're, it, it's always playing the catch up between exactly. the two. And today, I mean, we're, we're in a really sweet space, yeah. you know, where, um, I mean, we can go out and, and do projects in a day. Yep. Uh, we can have these things processed by the next morning and we can have a model back to you in a week or two. And it's a matter of, you know, that, I go back in time and think about that, and it's like, uh, yeah, man, I I guess call you in like a month yeah. or so, maybe we'll, we'll have that, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, yeah,
2: everything's getting streamlined, and the processing and everything is just becoming so much faster, you yeah, know? Absolutely. Everything's faster. that's crazy well we've touched on a lot of different things here i could probably talk about this for another couple hours so maybe if you're interested we'll have you back for like an official geoholics episode that'll be just dedicated to you and what you do because i I think there's a lot of information to be shared there and our listeners would really appreciate it if you'd be up for it absolutely it'd be a blast so uh I i forgot to ask you the icebreaker question of course so what's your favorite winter olympic sport
20: uh, I would say hockey. Hockey, I love hockey. No. Yeah. Do you guys have a hockey team in Georgia? Well, we've we've kind of got a uh, like junior. Yeah, we don't have that. semi-pro
2: type yeah. thing or something.
20: We've tried it a few times. It just yeah. never really uh, <laughs>
2: it hasn't caught on. No, <laughs> it hasn't caught on. Now, it's, Florida, on the other hand, yeah. it's uh, hockey is caught on there. I was shocked. I mean, they,
9: great well, team down there.
20: The thing with the thing with Atlanta, um, you know, so we've had the Braves. The, the, the Falcons, the Hawks. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we've had many years of disappointments and, yeah. uh, you know, a few years of joy. Yeah, so, I get it, man. I'm from Chicago.
2: Know, I can relate.
20: Yeah. And it's, it's it's a tough place to be a fan. <laughs> I can relate. Uh, but, hey, go Braves, uh, man. They uh, they pulled it off this, uh, this last year. Yep. And I've been waiting for a oh, long man, time. Yeah. I, was, I was back at the uh, Braves parades in, uh, the, in the 90s awesome. and, you know... Um, back in the the old days, the Smoltzies and Glavins. Yep,
2: great teams then. Great teams. Well, congrats on that. That's amazing. Well, hey, Jason, great to meet you. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. It's been great. Yep, Uh, love what you're doing. And uh, I'm sure our listeners are going to want to find out more. So what's the website?
20: Uh, You can find us at asbuilt3d.com.
3: Asbuilt3d.com. Perfect. Well, listen, enjoy the rest of your conference, and it's been great to meet you.
20: Yep. Thank you, sir.
3: all right we're back we have a a very familiar voice
2: joining us uh many of you listening are going to recognize not only the voice but the name so regardless i'm going to let him do a self-introduction so let's start out with your name all right
21: ben shinneberry qk4
2: qk4 out of
21: out of uh, louisville kentucky
2: louisville kentucky how many offices do you guys have just the wine, or do you have multiple offices? No, we
21: have uh, three or four offices in Kentucky. Okay. We have uh office in Knoxville. Oh, you do? Okay. And then an office in Atlanta. Right on, right on. Yep. I guess I didn't
2: know you guys worked uh, anywhere else but Kentucky.
21: Yeah, and we have uh, Native American services also, so we do work for several wow. tribes. Really? Seafeds? Uh, no, not CFEDS.
2: No? no. But do you have a CFEDS on staff or do you not no. need one? Okay. We don't okay. need one. I'm actually working on that right now. It's a process to yeah. get that. I mean, yeah. uh I mean, to be honest with you, I've probably intended on doing it for at least 10 years. and just never committed myself to it. Of course, my kids are younger and stuff like that. But I'm finally to the point, I think, in between podcasting, of being able to spend a few minutes studying for the CFEDS. But it's going to take me a while. Uh, interesting. How many employees do you guys have?
21: The engineering firm has about 130 employees, okay. but we have, we're have we closing in on 20 in our survey department.
2: Perfect. And what, what's your role with the company?
21: I'm a vice president and the survey director. Survey director, nice. Yep.
2: And if you remember, we had you on, well, not if you remember, if our listeners remember, we had you on to talk about uh, engineering ministerial law. EMI.
21: Yeah, EMI, Engineering EMI. Ministries International. International, yeah, that's right, that's right.
2: Uh, any new happenings with that? Any cool projects coming
21: up? Actually, I was able to help on a project that just finished. Wow. And I was thinking about going on that uh, trip, but it coincided with days for this conference. Gotcha. But... The uh, videographer that went down with the team, uh-huh. I actually had him load an app and map the huh. site, and then he just sent me the images back. That's awesome. So we could process it for him. Yeah. So it's like being a part of the team, but for sure. not being there on site. Yeah,
2: that's what I was just thinking. It's like you have the folks that have to be in the field, you know, right. doing the data collection and stuff like that, but you yeah. also need the support staff that you don't have to be there physically. Right. And with technology, obviously, it just gets sent to you and you can do your thing. Yeah.
21: So it worked out good.
2: That is cool. That is cool. Um, gosh, I wish I remember what icebreaker question that I've asked you previously. <laughs> so I can't. So I'm going to ask you this one. Did I ask you the sandwich question? Have I ever asked you the sandwich question? No. Okay. Of the three following sandwiches, if you only had to eat one for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, peanut butter and jelly, grilled cheese, or sloppy Joe?
21: I would do peanut butter and jelly. Yep. Love but peanut and I, jelly. I would grill it. So it would really? be a grilled peanut butter and Interesting. jelly. Interesting. I've
2: never even thought of that. Yeah, and you gotta Have go you done crunchy. that before?
21: Yes. Really? It's delicious. <laughs> oh
2: my God, i got to try that. You might be onto something here. Maybe we'll make it the official Geoholic sandwich, <laughs> grilled peanut butter and jelly. Uh, so what do you think of the show so far?
21: It's been good. I've had good conversations uh-huh. uh, with several key people. Nice. Uh, I enjoy the vendors uh, section a lot more than just sitting in the sessions. Yeah because you have good conversations. Yep. uh, Seeing the new tech, um, seeing new workflows, uh, you know, meeting with new people. Yeah. All that is good.
2: What's some of the new tech that jumps out at you that uh, you're like, wow, I didn't even know we could do that. Is there anything that you've seen that's like, blowing your mind?
21: Well, I've been looking at the smaller LiDAR sensors for drone, mm-hmm. and yep. I like the fixed wing units and the hybrid units mm-hmm. because they will uh, carry that hy- that LiDAR yeah. sensor a lot farther, and you can cover a lot more ground. So, some of the uh, advances in drone LiDAR, uh, the terrestrial scanning and modeling capabilities uh, is another... Uh, area that i'm looking into what do you think's next i mean
2: i just walk around here and i'm in awe of what's happening you see you know i have never seen the boston dynamics dog in person before yeah. i've seen it on like youtube videos or linkedin or whatever so it's pretty cool to see that and then these guys walking around with you know like this almost like spacesuit looking scanning thing on their back and yeah we own
21: one of those do you really yeah yeah, oh my it, God, it's a great a unit. Is it, is it really? Is it amazing? Yes, it is amazing.
2: So you just use that for like interior interior spaces then, or is there more more uses that I'm not even thinking of?
21: Well, the the they created it for interior BIM mm-hmm. uh, collection. Yep. But we and we do some of that for mm-hmm. our architectural clients. Yep. But we also scan the exterior of the building with that unit.
2: Yeah. Like uh, like something you walk around with like that.
21: Yeah. That's crazy. And you can pull full site. Existing conditions, we yeah. collect bridges with it. Wow. Um, roadway intersections, so you have all of the utility wires and their configuration, yep. skew and and mm-hmm. um, traffic signaling.
2: So what uh, do you call that? Because obviously, a, you know, a terrestrial scanner is one that you set up on a tripod. Uh, mobile scanner. When I think of that, I think of something that's mounted on top of a vehicle. What do you call the scanner that you hold and walk around with?
21: It's a mobile scanner, but it's mobile slam. Mobile slam. Yeah. Okay, okay.
2: So I've seen like GeoSlam and stuff like that, so it's probably like a Similar. play on those words. Then. Yeah, GeoSlam, Interesting. Or
21: Carta, oh. uh Green Valley has a Slam, uh, LiDAR unit.
2: Really? You just taught me something today, Ben. Oh, there you go. Man, oh man. I guess I'm done. <laughs> uh, what else? Anything else new? What just are you looking forward to this year?
21: Well, I'm looking forward to hiring more people if I can find them. Mm, um,
2: everyone's a uh, struggle, right? Yeah and
21: training uh students Mm -hmm. where i've actually found good success is hiring gis students Mm -hmm. but then the jump is not too far to get into surveying and i've hired two just recently in may that are actually going back and getting survey credits so that they meet the requirement to sit for the exam in kentucky
2: interesting is there, what is the requirement in kentucky do you have to have a like a two-year degree four-year degree you
21: have to have a four-year degree you do wow it doesn't Interesting. have to be specific to surveying okay but you have to meet a minimum require of survey credits okay okay um what's your degree in my degree is in bible and I have is it a, really yeah i have a form and that qualifies. and a graphic design minor so oh wow, okay. I have no like so survey credits at all, but my <laughs> my dad was a surveyor. Okay. So I kind of got the apprenticeship for sure. and then uh, worked for a surveyor in Florida right after college. Yeah. And then had the experience requirement when I moved to Kentucky. Yeah. And that was before they ins- installed the 4-year degree. So did
2: you have to go back and take like 24 hours of math or surveying classes or anything like that
21: no at the time that uh i gained my license in kentucky they didn't yeah. have that, those requirements and
2: kentucky obviously I've, I've done a little work in kentucky when i was living in southern illinois um not a plss state
21: well there's there's some sections in the far western portions is there? of kentucky but it okay. is a meets and bounds state yes yeah.
2: a whole other animal yeah, we, we it, need to have you on a show come back on a show and just talk about meets and bounds
21: well, it's, it's interesting because those colonial states, yeah. they didn't have a grid, yep. you know, a reference grid set up, mm-hmm. and the roads in Kentucky are just where the buffalo, you it's know, crazy. tamped it down, and now you've got a trail, and then they put gravel and asphalt on it, and now you got a state road.
2: Unbelievable yeah Uh, i've got so many questions i don't even know where to start you know i just remember reading some of those legal descriptions it's like you know to the rock to old bob tucker's mailbox and shit like that you know was like nothing i had ever read before
21: but it's interesting we did we have done some old like historic properties and Uh, that's got to be so much fun well one of them it was described in the deed as going to the rock and going to the, you know, tree <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But they yeah. were also doing processions back then. Huh. So the surveyors would get with the owner and get with the other neighboring property owners. Yeah. And they would all just walk the corners so everyone knew where their corners were. Yep. They'd write up the legal description. They'd all mm-hmm. sign it, put it to deed.
2: It's like they're all just like a gazillion boundary agreement surveys.
21: Yes, kind of
2: like yes. we agree that this is where the boundary is going forward. Yes, yeah, that's awesome. And w- in some ways, that's it's in some good. ways it could be better actually.
21: If if we went out with the owner, yeah. after the survey was done, it yep. just walked through. For and sure, said, here's your pin. Yep. here's your fence corner mm-hmm. and the pin related to that. Yeah, they would know where their property is. See, A lot of times, people are just looking at the PVA. Yep, now and you know. PVA, although they disclaim this yeah, so is so. Tell not, me what that stands for. I don't the, know. The PVA is Property Valuation Administration. Okay. So the tax okay. tax office. Oh, gotcha. In Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. And you know they they'll have their shape files up. People go to the online yeah. uh, tax valuation and yeah. say, "Oh, this is where my property lines are." Yeah. But they're yeah. not ever on. You know, they show yeah. areas that may not be a part of their property. But people accept it as their property lines.
2: So, so, like, do the county, the various counties in Kentucky, do they have, like, pretty robust GIS for the county? Some of them do. That have, like, all the boundaries in there. I mean, obviously, they're not survey grade boundaries, but that are um, indicative of where the boundaries are. Like, like, in Maricopa County, where I'm from in Arizona, our county GIS is absolutely ridiculous. Like, surveyors in our county are absolutely spoiled.
9: Yeah,
21: some it, there is a wide spectrum, and it really depends on the people running those uh, offices and yeah. their GIS uh, sophistication. Gotcha. But the you know the main rural areas, Louisville, Lexington, yeah. uh, Covington, which is up by Cincinnati, Frankfurt. Those you know more populated are mm-hmm. going to have a more robust for GIS.
2: sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, hey Ben, always a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for your support of the show. Yeah, I'm really glad to. You're like an OG. You. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're like an OG <laughs> right for sure. So, uh, yeah, well, let's uh, let's maybe catch up over a beer or something later. Okay. Sounds All great. right. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Yep. All right, we're back with our next guest in the Bad Elf booth here at Geo Week 2022. We're having an absolute blast. Is it? What do you think? This show is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's something something else. Have it's you been, been to something like this before? Not to this magnitude. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> all right. So let's start out with a really quick introduction. Uh, start by, tell us your name. My name is John Berry. And John, where are you from?
22: I'm from Canton, Michigan.
2: And I see you're wearing a Ferris State jacket, but it also says Siler Geospatial on it. What's over here? That's your uh, Burton Officer Burton Mullet student chapter. So I got a number of questions for you. First of all, so are, are you working for, I know you're still in school. You said you're a senior. Yes completing your undergrad so is it an undergrad in what will your degree be in specifically
22: uh the surveying engineering surveying engineering um that's awesome i've
2: heard so much about ferris state i'm from the midwest so i'm very well aware of it and it's one of the premier schools in the country how many uh, and and you i mean you're obviously super young you know getting into this profession and there aren't that many post-secondary education opportunities for surveyors Like, fair State's one of them. I mean, there's, you know, probably maybe a dozen more four-year degrees. It's a little concerning. You know, for me, who's been in this for 30-some years, it's exciting to meet somebody like you, who's young in the profession, just getting out of college, going to have a kick-ass degree. You know, the sky's the limit for what you want to do in geomatics. Are you going to be a surveyor? Is that what you want to do, or do you want to go a little different route?
22: Yeah, so... um I like the field aspect of things, mm-hmm. um, so I'm hoping to become like a, a crew chief once I graduate, okay. and kind of work my way into like an office role, um, awesome. of doing the photogram specializing in mm-hmm. photogrammetry and lidar. Right
2: so, have you had much real world experience yet?
22: Yeah, so I have um, done a, uh, worked for four different companies so far. Nice, good so, for you. So, I've learned a lot of different practices and techniques. Yeah. Are those
2: like internships then?
22: Yeah, internships. Uh, That's awesome. I'm so jealous. I wish I would have had
2: that when I was going through school. But anyways, here I am 30-plus years later in the profession. No complaints. No complaints. Not looking back. Not looking back. But, I mean, a guy like yourself, you can literally
22: write your ticket.
2: I mean, you see that, I'm sure.
22: Yeah, name your place and price. Oh, my <laughs>
2: God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going to have it made. But anyways, I appreciate you taking a minute to chat with us.
22: Um, so what excites you about surveying or geomatics? Uh, the technology that's coming and... Um has been just increasing, mm-hmm. like the the work, and um, I, I'm really excited for the next integration of Point Cloud. Yep, and how they're coming into um, usages for like video game creation and <gasps> stuff. Crazy. It's
2: it's unbelievable. Yeah,
22: I walk around here and
2: I'm just in awe of what I'm seeing. You know, first of all, it's been like two and a half years since I've been to an in-person conference, but let alone it's it's so hard to keep up on technology. Like at Fair State, do you, do you have the uh, ability to get hands-on experience with a lot of the stuff you're seeing here,
22: since you guys are a
2: four-year degree geomatics program.
22: Yeah, so we have like tons of equipment. I am, I work at the the university. I'm the equipment manager, so okay. I oversee all the, the equipment. And uh, Sylars are our provider, uh, Sylars Geospatial, and. Yep. A, um, we're always getting like the newest technology we got the r12 eyes out yep. uh, the, the x7s the awesome. x12 so yep we got all the technology and we're keeping up with it um and in the next phase awesome. and we're preparing like the future of surveyors. so
3: uh,
2: scanners as well yes yeah, scanning yep. yeah that's awesome and drones and drones <coughs> that's what's that's what's going crazy you know obviously they're putting lidar sensors on drones now and stuff like that and uh it's incredible it's incredible. It really is. Um, by the way, I, I like the shameless plug for uh, Siler Geospatial. That was great. You got to talk to those guys. Have them be a sponsor of the show.
22: Yeah, they're awesome. They are awesome. I love them.
2: Um, so what else? Like, what are you going to do when you graduate? What's your? Do you already have a job lined up then, or how's does this work for a guy like you?
22: Um, well, I've ever since going to Ferris State for the past few years, I've been wanting to move out west and sub so and looking at Colorado. Dude, and it's do not
2: a tell day. me you want to come to Arizona because I'm going to hire you on the spot. <laughs> Mike, I do will, have I family will, in Arizona. I will pull up my laptop and print you out an offer letter right now. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk. All right. We're going to talk. Although Colorado's not a bad option either. Yeah. For sure. Have you been to, so you said you have family in Arizona or Colorado? Uh, Fe- er, Phoenix area. Oh so. my God, dude, I'm fucking hiring you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, I, I know Colorado's cool. The mountains are awesome. But if you live in Phoenix, you're like an hour and a half in the mountains. So I think Phoenix would be a really good option for you.
22: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, um,
2: so what what have you seen at the show so far
22: that like has really like blown you away? Oh, some really cool, interesting techniques with three uh, D modeling and rendering. Mm-hmm. It's just coming so far with yep. people being able to um, go first person and walk around <laughs> and interact with with these data sets. It's yeah, it, it's quite incredible.
2: Yeah. Well, as you can imagine, you know, myself, having been doing this for 30 years, what I have seen as far as technological advancements is is mind boggling. And I can only imagine in your career what you're going to see. Like, what, what do you think? What comes next? I mean, what else can we do? I mean, obviously, we're scanning everything, you know, point clouds. What's next? I mean, I have no idea. Are we just going to live in a virtual world?
22: I don't know. Is there going to be a need for property surveys or are we just going to need to have uh surveys for digital assets or something my (laughs)
2: friend you are wise beyond your years i'm just going to say that i'm just going to say that that's a very good question very good question um so what else what are you excited about for the rest of
22: the year um when do you graduate i graduate in may okay and so i'm looking forward to we have um our our state competi or uh, state convention coming up next okay. week. Nice uh, in Traverse City, and then we're uh, planning to go and compete nationally at the um, NSPS uh, student competition this year.
2: And tell me a little bit about that. What exactly are you competing? Like, what's the
22: competition? Tell me about it. It's, a, it's um, for, so they have two um, competitions there where they're competing with um, four-year degree programs mm-hmm. for. Um, Field and uh, also there's a scavenger hunt. so <laughs> awesome! Great so we're idea. gonna be doing some field work there, um, where we're doing check uh, um the more ancient kind uh, of uh, like steel ch- steel tape yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, ancients, compass. That's and, hilarious. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I the do older know. technologies So yeah. we're we're still encompassing all all the um, old fundamentals, uh-huh. and we're gonna try to tie it together and um, put on a put on a good performance. Hopefully you get. That's get the cool. best results so is
2: it like you mentioned a scavenger hunt uh sounds like a great idea It's like a survey scavenger hunt
22: yeah down in uh <laughs> dc so i'm sure there'll be uh tons of cool historic monuments and yeah and they have that uh air base right there too so
2: that is awesome man yeah. i i gotta find out more about that um so what else do i have for you what's your favorite winter
22: olympic sport uh, snowboarding. Snowboarding. Big Sean White fan. Oh yeah. That guy's old man. He's so old. But he's still going He's, How, still he's up, not he's even that old Olympian. He's like 30 something 35 right? <laughs> But, but that's that's old for boarding
2: I have tried snowboarding one time yeah. in my life, and I've never been so sore in my life I i never never so sore sore my my life trying trying it. yeah Yeah It's hard
22: once you get to 40, it's so you it's do it. Divert. That's what you do. Yeah.
2: So that's why you want to. You're considering Colorado as a landing spot, possibly.
22: Oh yeah, I and mean, I'm I'm more of a skier, but I love I love both of them, and uh-huh. there's so much to do and out here. So it's yeah. That's the dream. We just have, being we, out have in the we have
2: ski resorts in Arizona. Just FYI, up in Flagstaff. Okay. So when you come to Arizona, um, you there will be no shortage of that. There will be skiing opportunities. Yeah. Okay. Just planting that seed job offers in the in your email (laughs) (laughs) so uh are you involved with you mentioned sps are you involved with like your state student chapter or anything like that you know like the state surveyors association do they have a student
22: chapter yeah so um i'm the president right now of our student organization nice of course you are you're an overachiever (laughs) yeah yeah so um i've i've been trying to uh just encourage other students to get involved and come out to these um events we'll be doing like some fun um fundraisers where we'll do like a guess an angle and like (laughs) love it guess the pace pace off yep, Yep.
2: that's good stuff yeah that's good stuff well i'll tell you what i don't have too much more um you gave me your favorite olympic sport it wasn't curling unfortunately but that's okay we'll let that slide i still want to hire you (laughs) All right, man. Well, hey, listen. Enjoy the rest of your conference. Appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us. Welcome to the Geoholics. You're officially a Geoholic right now. Awesome. You have to get the tattoo. Are you okay with that? Yeah. I'll show show you mine. I actually have a Geoholics tattoo. I'll show it to you.
22: Yeah, send me the PDF or whatever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, man.
3: Great talking to you. Thanks. Take care. You too. All right, here we are, back in the Bad Elf booth at Geo Week
2: 2022 with our next guest this afternoon. I'm excited to have this conversation. Let's start out uh, with a a quick introduction. What's your name, my friend? Uh, Derek Rash. Derek Rash. Where is Derek Rash from?
23: Uh, Right here in Colorado, Denver, Colorado. Really?
2: Yeah. Awesome. It's not a bad place to be from. No, it's not. No, I did a little skiing over the weekend, so oh it's all good. God. I met one of my uh, high school buddies last night that lives out here that I haven't seen in a while, and... Uh, he, same thing. He's like, I, I don't see myself ever living anywhere else at this point. And he and I, we, we grew up in Chicago. so And actually, Denver, in a lot of ways, reminds me of Chicago. You know, it It does. Mm-hmm. Denver's
23: grown up a little bit. It's yep. a little bit better. It's got some nice restaurants now. Great I've restaurants. Everything. It's good. Good
2: culture. Oh, yeah. I mean, you still, I mean, people don't realize it. A lot of people, I think, when they think of the City Denver, they're like, Oh, it's snowy. That it's really, not. Don't, it's really don't, not. don't tell everybody that. Don't Come tell
23: everybody don't, don't that. Exactly. Don't tell everybody it's that. Yeah, a pretty yeah, mild yeah, yeah. climate. Yeah, really, it, it actually is. It actually yeah, is. I love so. it here.
2: I love it here. But uh, anyway, so tell me who you work for uh, Laser Tech.
23: That's the name of the company? That is the name of the company. And uh, what do you guys do? We make uh, laser range finders that measure distances and yeah. angles and also for speed measurement.
2: Uh, give me an example of speed measurement.
23: Speed measurement, uh, you know, you see that officer on the side of the road, the motorcycle oh, guy, gotcha, with okay. kind of it's a, it's a yep. we use laser versus radar. To okay. uh, measure speed,
2: so you sell the equipment to uh, police departments and we stuff like do, that. We do on that side of the business. We do definitely, yeah. Okay. Who else buys anything like that? If it uh, wasn't like an like a police department, who else would buy but, speed tech? Uh, speed tech is well. We also
23: make a uh, mapping gear that way too for accident scenes or crash oh, scenes. So interesting. If, they, if that happens on the road, we, they use our lasers to map everything out and some apps that we develop.
2: Really? Yeah. Tell me more about that. That's interesting. So you, like um, accident reconstruction stuff? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's again, a, is this used by police departments or who's buying this technology? It's uh, uh,
23: police departments, uh, some other just uh, other uh, contractors that do okay. that and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's one side of our business, and that's what we call that traffic safety division. Okay. And then we have a professional measurement division that fits in this more like this geo-week uh, okay. area. Okay.
2: And tell me about the technology behind that, like, what, do you, what type of uh, hardware do you guys sell for, for that kind of measuring? Yeah, th- what we do is uh, we
23: design laser range finders again that measures distances okay. and angles, and we have a compass built in that. So nice. you can stand in one position, you know, using like the Bad Elf uh, equipment here, mm-hmm. uh, stand in one position, get to your location, yep. and then use the laser rangefinder to shoot over to the object. Okay. And then with the
2: app, it will actually calculate that remote position. So it'll uh, okay. So uh, with your equipment combined with something like the Bad Elf and this app that you're describing, you can take a shot, and, and where you're standing, you can turn the rangefinder because it has a compass built into it. Yep. take a shot 40 feet away, and you will be able to establish a coordinate. On that location as exactly.
23: well. Exactly. So you don't have to walk over there to each position, especially in you know, like safety factor, you know, like the middle of the roadway, if you need that mm-hmm. water head or something like that, the water meter, yep. anything like that. You don't have to go stand in the middle of the roadway. You can take a mm-hmm. measurement on the, safely from yep. the side of the road, gotcha. take that measurement and map that point.
2: Gotcha. And, and uh, the app you described, is it, is it like a, your proprietary app oh, we or work, is it?
23: Uh, we, we do have some apps ourselves that we make okay. uh, or design, um, but we also work with partners like Bad Elf that uh, have their gotcha. apps and, and other other companies like Esri. Right gotcha. now with this big solution with Bad Elf is uh, using Esri's field maps mm-hmm. and the Bad Elf app together yep. with our laser, and it, you've got a great combination there. That's awesome.
2: I love it. So when you come to a conference like this, which is pretty impressive in my book, what are you coming here with the idea uh, of like being exposed to new technologies, or you do you come here with the idea of trying to establish partnerships?
23: My main focus right now is like partnerships. Okay, uh, that's why I have a lot of partners here. Uh, the mm-hmm. big thing is to network and, and, and learn. Like, yep. uh, I'm always about market. W- yep. w- w- how the market's changing? Kay. What's what's going on with it? And how do I fit into that market? How does Laser Tech fit into mm. these type of markets? And that's what I w- come to these these conferences here. We don't have a booth today, but mm-hmm. we have great representation, such as Bad Elf. <coughs> so. That's
2: awesome. And you mentioned the. Um uh, like distance finders, that type of thing. You know, of course, first thing that comes to mind is like an application on the golf course. Oh yeah, do you guys oh, yeah. sell that, or is that like kind of below you?
23: <laughs> oh no, no, we do that too. Oh, we've been doing we've been doing that since 1994. Uh, Laser Tech has been bus- has been in business for 35 years, and so what we do is. Make laser range finders for all different types of uh, for the <coughs> sports optics uh-huh. to the professional measurements again to the speed enforcement. So we've been doing everything for Bushnell for a long time. Okay, okay. And, yep. we, we, and we have our and now we have our own brand. Uh, oh, all really? right. Yeah, it's a Cobalt and okay. also a Maven. So you got one for golf and one for the hunt market.
2: Okay. Okay. So where can that equipment be bought? Like you can, you can get it like a Bass Pro or stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Bass, we we do a lot. We do, we do a lot on Bass Pro or mm-hmm. on-
23: online, basically. Okay. A little a little cool. easier with the the online.
2: Okay. and this can be bought like from your website then uh, we do have a couple
23: websites to mm-hmm. look at uh, you know you just uh, google cobalt laser Rangefinder finder or, okay. or maven Ra- laser maven. Rangefinder. Okay. and those will pop up and those are for that, that sports optics
2: that's awesome that's awesome yeah. Wh- um, what's your favorite winter olympic sport
23: oh oh it's a, it's it's gs it's a giant slalom oh, yeah. So, so you're a skier I'm a skier yeah I'm, yeah. A, I'm a two planker yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how I roll down the hill those guys are crazy, man. Oh, man, they move. The speeds they hit. <sighs> I can't do that. Nope. <sighs> Unbelievable. Nah, not doing that at all. Yeah. But no, no, It's a, it's been fun watching the Olympic sports, uh, you know, get you kind of excited to go up on the hill and yeah. not try everything they're doing, but mm. uh, just give it a
2: whirl. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that because, like, when I landed yesterday, it's like all these people coming in from out of town, you know, packing their ski bags and everything like that. And, like, I'm assuming you're a fairly experienced skier.
23: Uh, well, uh, I would say I'm, I've been skiing for a few years, yes. Skiing for a yeah, few years. Yeah, yeah, So yeah.
2: it's got to be dangerous, like, certain times of the year. Maybe, like, whenever there's snow on the mountain, I have no idea. But these people come in from out of town that aren't the best skiers, and they're just a liability on the slopes.
23: Uh, that's yeah. why you uh, you try to go up higher, get to the <laughs> steeper stuff. Get uh, away from them. Get away from them and do a little oh, more man. of the tree skiing. And uh, oh. And the one thing I always tell everybody, just keep your head on a swivel. Oh, man. Keep your check your speed yep. and then just, just have an enjoy the day
2: do you guys have like a uh, a local slang term for like the people that come in from out of town like obviously living in Arizona when all the old folks come <laughs> to Arizona we call them snowbirds right right, 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 do you gotta, right. do you have a name like that just out of uh, curiosity yeah, for
23: well you know I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not going to say anything <laughs> there I mean I, I, I enjoy well, every, that's they, awesome. come, they come into the mountains they're spending some money which yep, is great yep. they're enjoying their Drive time some revenue and yep. so I don't want to ever discourage anybody by saying anything that's there that's awesome
2: so <laughs> Uh, fair enough. What are you excited about for the upcoming year? You know,
23: I'll be well. I think everybody is right now is uh, getting back on the trade show circuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing people in great. face, I mean, it's great. I mean, I've seen a lot of different uh, clients today. Yep, uh, it's just great to see them in person, shake their hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just loving it. So, oh, man, right now it's it's all about that and. Yep. We got some exciting stuff coming out of LaserTech this year, so I'm awesome. really excited about that too.
2: You got any secrets you can break right here on the Geoholics? <laughs> as a as a product guy, yeah. uh, no, no. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Well, hey, uh, great to meet you. Nice meeting thanks you. Thanks for giving us a few minutes. You bet. Welcome to the Geoholics. You're now officially a Geoholic, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Hey, I'll take it. You got to get the tattoo. No, I don't know about that one. Wife might
23: not
3: like that. <laughs> All right, man. All Thank right. you so much. You uh, bet. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Hey, thanks a lot. All right, here we are back in the Bad Elf booth at Geo Week 2022. Uh, quick
2: shout out to Bad Elf. They have been so generous to not only me the last couple days, but the Geoholics in general. Can't thank them enough for their uh, their continued support. So excited to be here. We have another guest with us. I'm super excited to have this conversation, as a matter of fact. Let's start out with a quick uh, introduction. I want you to go ahead and tell us who you are.
24: Man, this is super fun. Um, happy to be here. My name is Jason Sansusi. I am the host and drone scientist for Do You Know Drones podcast.
2: Oh, my God. And you got the best voice ever. <laughs> I, I, fe- I am not worthy. I am not, <laughs> not worthy
24: right now. I, this is just Tell so Tell me you've much done fun. radio or something. I have not, but I have been asked that so many oh times. God, you
2: should, I cannot believe you have I'm a scientist, so I just can't do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you have the podcast. How long have you been doing that? Uh, about two years. Okay. About, that's about the, same, about the same amount of time that we've been doing this as well. Uh, what, what made you start a podcast, just out of curiosity?
24: That's a great question. So I was at a different drone conference uh-huh. years ago, and there was a challenge to the audience. they like, look, one of the biggest barriers that we're having as an overall industry is public acceptance. And I was like, you know what? What's the best way to do public acceptance? That would be education.
2: Yep. Uh, yes, Yes, all the above. Uh, I am a professional surveyor by trade, and I'm not sure how much you know about the survey profession, but we suffer from the exact same thing. It's horrible. You know, the average age of a surveyor is like 60 years old. It's crazy. And, um, you know, we need to ride on the backs or on the coattails of, you know, people like yourself that are putting out the drone technology and other things. It all falls under geomatics. And that's kind of what we're all about as far as our podcast goes. Um, So that's really exciting. And where are you from? I'm from here. No, oh, from Colorado. I'm
24: absolutely. I, right I drove here. 20 minutes.
2: 20 minutes. <laughs> I drove to get here today. Uh, I walked like 20 minutes, but uh, uh, so cool. So, have you been to this this uh, conference before?
24: Yes, many times.
2: Oh wow. Okay. So uh, very interesting. This is my first time here. Uh, Welcome. This is, this is my first time, you know, being at an in-person conference in probably two and a half years. So. Just the, I don't know I don't know if you're feeling it but the, the the energy the vibe I think just all the people walking around are just so willing to talk and like socialize and stuff like that and that's uncommon for like surveyor folk because usually they're you know not the most outgoing talkative people but what kind of advancements have you seen over the course of the time that you've been coming to this conference I mean the technology is just exploding
24: constantly exploding yeah year to year yeah, absolutely, year over year, it changes. Everything that you see changes. Not just minor improvements; these are massive jumps. And we've had COVID. Yep. We've had COVID. People have had time to actually mm. think, yep. ponder, yep. you know, r- reminisce, and plan for the future. I mean, sure. I mean, people are writing books. People are doing all kinds of things. I started a nonprofit. Oh wow! I mean, really?
9: Yeah, that's
2: crazy. <laughs> what kind of nonprofit? Just out of curiosity. It's,
24: sure. So it's called Neurodiversity Works. Okay. Um, So I am autistic and I have an autistic son. Okay. And so we saw that there was a lack of transition programs. And what I mean by that is Mm -hmm. once they turn 21, they kind of all their programs go, Mm
6: -hmm.
24: they're gone. So we're like, you know what? These people need jobs. Um, Some of them are brilliant, if I say so myself. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The industry needs brilliant people that are diagnosed to think differently. So I am bringing drone training and career hmm. training programs and employment programs to that community. Wow, that's amazing.
2: Congratulations. How long have you been doing that? Uh, That's got to be pretty recent.
24: That is pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah, within the last year.
2: So it's interesting you brought up that. I recently got asked to be on the board of directors of a (laughs) not-for-profit. You're going to get a kick out of this. I'm ready. We, We had a guest on the show probably, I don't know, maybe a month, month and a half ago, Tom Hebert. Uh, And he is a paleontologist of all things. Right. So this guy goes around the country digging up dinosaurs. He's got some of the, he's like, you know, Indiana Jones, but currently. uh, And I, I left that podcast. Like, God, this guy is so interesting. I just want to dig up a dinosaur one time. And he left the podcast being like, that was the most fun I've ever had. So like the week later he goes, Kent, he's like, you have inspired me. I am starting a not-for-profit called earth sciences foundation. And, we are going to build this. I want you to be on the board of directors because you have a great personality. Your con, you know, your, your the vastness of your contacts is you know very very valuable to me. Type thing. He's like, and, and also there's a survey component. He's like, anytime I dig up a dinosaur, I map it, I map it, and I'm developing a GIS for all the dinosaurs that I find and all this really cool stuff and uh, so interesting. That'd be super cool. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we ever come to Colorado and dig up a dinosaur, I'll look you up.
24: You should. It'd be cool, right? That'd be super cool. I want to di- dig up a dinosaur now. Yeah,
2: I, know. I can't wait. Um, what else? Uh, three off track with this one. Go it's for it. Be my icebreaker that I should ask like four minutes ago. <laughs> uh, which where are we at on this? Let's go with if you had to eat one of the following three sandwiches, I'm ready for the rest of your life. Which one would it be? And your choices are peanut butter and jelly. Grilled cheese and Slappy Joe's. Grilled cheese. Yep. It's a pretty popular answer, i got to tell you. I mean, I'm from Chicago. I mean, I love all the above. No doubt oh. about it. Uh, but I would probably go with Slappy Joe's, oddly enough.
24: I can't blame you. But the, the good thing about grilled cheese is you can make it mm-hmm. anywhere. You sure can. You can't you make sloppy joe anywhere. That'd be really messy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to mess, like, any of those three sandwiches up. I mean, I suppose Grilled shee- cheese is an apocalypse sandwich. But one of the people I just talked to, I don't know, two or three before you, is like, how about a grilled peanut butter and jelly? I'm like, have you made that? He's like, yes, it's incredible. A grilled peanut butter and jelly. I'm wow. Like, hmm. You might be onto something. My mind is blown. I know. Right, right. So, um, so when you come to something like this, what are... What are you hoping to take away?
24: I am I basically come to this particular one today to say hi to all my friends, yep. for one, because yep. um, I've been in this industry in the front range for about 20 years, and this is home, yep. and I love this place, because yeah. to see where the technology is going, to see what's happening today, to see where they think it's possibly going, where the bets are being made, yeah. for me, man, that it's hard to beat that.
2: Yep. Yep, And what's amazing to me, and I can't remember the name of the company, or they're over there in the corner, but they have like this, I'm going to call it metadata, but that's not what it is. But it's like these, it's a new form of data that's like like four-dimensional data or something metaverse. like Metaverse. It's, it's kind of like the metaverse. We, uh, we talked about that, you know, gosh, about a month ago on a show. And uh, I mean, now that's like the catchphrase. Everybody's talking about the metaverse and digital twins and all this stuff and I mean, if you don't take the time and make the effort to keep up on this, you get left behind like really quick. Super fast. Yeah,
24: it it's is crazy. way fast. And I mean, if you want to see something go faster, look yeah. at the drone industry. Drone industry is insanely it, it fast. Is insane. It is exponential. This one, they're doing big leaps and bounds. Yep. It's fa- in my opinion, fairly linear. Yep. The rest, man, that industry is going yep. gangbusters.
2: And just anything point cloud related, right? Yep. And so what do you think? Are, are, are the advancements more noticeable at this point on the hardware side or on the software side?
24: They need to be more noticeable on the software side. Okay. Absolutely. Yep. The hardware yep. side, you know what? It's always going to get faster, better, cheaper. Yep. Fantastic. The yep. software is really where the rubber meets the road. Mm. Has to be able to go, you've probably heard this today, has to go end-to-end. Mm-hmm. Has to be full workflow. Yep. Has to, it has to meet a user need. Yep. Not just, I can visualize point cloud.
2: Yep. Not I only can, a user need, but an end user need and as well.
24: user. Yeah. End user need. You're doing this to make money. Let's mm-hmm. be clear, right? We're all here to make money. Yeah. So what is it actually doing that's mm-hmm. helping you make money and yep. providing value to a customer? Right. And not just, look at the pretty point cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. They're pretty. Sure. Print them out. Put them everywhere. They're, yep. they're <laughs> art. They're very artistic. Yeah. But you know what? A point cloud by itself does
2: nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, all, all great points and very well said. I'm glad you brought up the topic about making money because why are we in business? We're in business to make money, right? If we're in business for any other reason, something's a little bit out of alignment probably. So my question is, because of everything you just said, you know, with the hardware advancements, things, data is able to be collected at a faster rate than ever. Um, and to be honest with you, and I've had like scanning sales people tell me this at this point the hardware is so user friendly and quote I can teach a monkey how to scan that's how user friendly the hardware has become and it's not too far from the truth you're not wrong honestly and they're not wrong on the on the processing side that's where it takes a little more expertise of course but even that is improving but what drives me insane is when anytime there's like an advancement in technology that allows us to do the job faster better blah 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 a lot of people tend to lower their fees because we can do it faster. Why would I charge this that used to take me 12 days, what I can do now in six days? And so you lower your fees as a result. No, you I charge more. I don't like that business
24: model. I hate that. <laughs> that makes no fiscal it sense. It
2: makes no sense I whatsoever.
24: Am a, I've done, I'm a math major. I'm not a finance guy, but yep. that makes zero sense to me.
2: Yep, but it happens all the time.
24: I know. It I hate that. It drives
2: me insane. Oh, it's so silly. And part of it is that, I'm going to speak for surveyors, surveyors typically are not good business people. <laughs> they're really not. It's fair. They're really not. And it's, it's a shame, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's good and bad that comes along with all these advancements, of course. Uh, but it's, it's an exciting time to be a part of the geomatics community. hundred percent. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of exciting, what are you most excited about, uh, through the course of this next year? What, what are you looking forward to?
24: Man, you know what? I am very excited to see just sort of how some of this latest and greatest technology, I'm getting sort of sick of people touting AI ML systems. Let's be very clear, from an end user perspective, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, they're useless. Yep. Today, today, so what I'm curious to see is I want the industry to take a couple steps back Mm. and stop pushing so hard on getting vectorization of products and all like, cool, that's awesome. But you know what? There still needs to be that end user case. So what I'm yeah. excited about is I want to see more end user success stories because mm. there just aren't. They're not focusing on them, or yep. they're focusing on. We've done the data collection. Here is the point cloud. Here is the product. Here is the Revit model. Yeah. Then what? Mm. Go go to the end. Go right. to go to the go to where they made money with it. Right. And then work backwards. Because yeah. then, then you're working on a value-based model, and if you're working on a value-based model, you're not lowering your prices because you're doing
2: things faster and cheaper. Hmm. Yes. Incredibly well said. So I, I, it, it makes me think about like when scanning and point clouds first came out, right? First of all, you had these you know monster box scanners oh. things that it took three people to get on top of a tripod. Mm-hmm. You know, had to scan for four hours, collected like who knows a thousand points a minute or something. And even at that, the the size of the point files were so unmanageable that the end user, like you had given this amazing deliverable, but they're like, I can't do anything with this. You know? So everything you're talking about makes perfect sense about educating the end user, making sure that they're up to speed on what they need on their end to make sense in, in what you're providing them is providing them with the utmost value. And it's education. Education. Yep, totally. So we agree.
24: know a lot about this science. Yep. They know a lot about their problems. Yes, exactly. Meeting in the middle right now, the industry is missing. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, totally agree. And we need. It has to
2: been for a long time. We need to fix that. So mm-hmm.
24: if we need to, we need to work on something. Yep. that, that, yep. that by
2: itself. Yep. So we need to work on that, and we need to work on recruiting people into these industries. Uh surveyors are in such a shortage right now and I know it's not just surveyors, kind of across the board. board. Um and it's it's not just a problem in Arizona or Colorado. This is a global problem. I've talked to surveyors all over the world at this point and it comes up every single time in the conversation. It's like what's your biggest challenge? Finding people, finding skilled people to do this work. You know, getting people involved in the professions. What are some things that come to mind um, as far as ideas, like some ways to get people interested in these, uh, in the respective geomatics professions,
9: start early. Early, so, you think?
2: Like, like, like I how said, early?
24: Like I mean, honestly, I'm talking mm-hmm. middle school. Middle school. I like that. Start in middle school. Like yep. simple, simple things mm-hmm. that just breed excitement. So when I when I recruit students, we yep. do a workshop yep. where I just explain that there's drones on Mars. There's drones doing all these. I name like yeah. 50 things that they. I guarantee they knew zero of them. Yep. Do the same thing for all the industries. Yep. Get yep. them excited. Get them off of TikTok. Get them o- or, or put it on TikTok. Put it what? on TikTok. Yeah. Put all these things yeah. where they live. Yeah. Make the connection, right? Yep. Make the connection that mapping, Roblox, all these things. Right. Like make the connection where they are. Spark that interest. Once yep. that interest sparked, I mean, I was literally at a DEI committee meeting for ASPRS earlier today. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm part of their committee. Mm-hmm. And you know what? All of the messaging was, mentorship, sponsorship, yep. education. Yep. It's not STEM necessarily. It's, it's you mm-hmm. know what? Connect with someone yep. that is interested in something you're interested in. Yep. Get them interested. Kids want to be interested in what, what their parents are doing, what their yep. parents' friends are doing, what their teachers are doing. They really want to be interested, yeah. but we think it's boring. Yep. So there needs to be more, there needs to be more education related yep. outreach. In my and, opinion,
2: and, and honestly, like you say, um, you know the whole STEM thing, I and mean, that's that's a huge avenue. And like some of these STEM classes invite them to come to something like this and just walk around this convention center. Holy shit! I mean, how could you not right. get excited about this stuff, especially kids these days? I mean, they're so technologically advanced, and you know, and like, you know, if you want to work outside, you like math, you like technology, you like something different every day. Which kids, I think, these days appreciate because their attention spans are so short as it is that it's just like the perfect profession for so many young people.
24: Absolutely. Reach them where they are yep. and bring them to where we are. Yep. So it's like, if you could do those things and mm-hmm. then continue to do that, mentor, apprentice. Mentor, like a, Seriously. Word. What's funny and what I tell my students is because their parents are terrified mm-hmm. that their their child is not going to be able to get a job. Terrified. Yep. Terrified. So yep. what I explain to them is A, there are no educational requirements to become in the drone mm-hmm. industry. Zero. There's zero. Mm-hmm. And it is all about how you're training and how you think and if you can follow these processes. And if this is your thing and this is your niche, yeah. you're going to dominate. So yeah. because there's no barrier, right? I don't need to go take a test to go do this. Cool. I, I studied for four hours. Take my part 107. Yep. That's the only requirement. Yeah. 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 Then right?
2: Load up on some experience after that. And just load up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And the thing is, like you, you know, you mentioned that example how, how parents are afraid their kids aren't going to be able to get a job. So what they do, unfortunately, a lot in most cases is you got to go to college. Yeah, got to go, go to co- college. The only way you're going to get a good paying job is if you go to college, and uh, it's still not <laughs> so not still true. So not true. I mean, besides you know all the trade opportunities and things like that, but I mean, just walk around this convention center. There's a lot of people doing very well for themselves, but maybe half of them don't have college. I'm educations.
24: absolutely willing to say that.
2: Yeah yeah but no i uh i love it i love it um great message love everything you have to say um anything else no kent this is fantastic i appreciate it you know it's weird you never
24: it's hard you meet a scientist that is a radio host it's It's weird
2: amazing so weird uh, tell us again how how do folks find your podcast
24: so it is called do you know drones it's on amazon it's on spotify it's on youtube recently on youtube yeah i'm just dabbling i'm playing with some things I'm not, I haven't outsourced anything yet. I'm doing it all myself. Yeah,
2: that's awesome. Uh, I, I may have to contract you to do our intro and outro just because that voice is so amazing. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, all right. So, hey, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. My we pleasure. really appreciate it. Uh, hope you have a great rest of the conference. Thank you, sir. And uh, we'll definitely be in touch. That
24: sounds great. Take man. care. Thank you.
2: That's a wrap, folks. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I did. Geo Week 2022 was an absolute success. Thanks again to Bad Elf, Dr. Nick, and Larry and the boys. Had an absolute blast. And to everybody who stopped by and took a few minutes to chat with us. Um, look forward to seeing you on the road. We will be at the Western Region Survey Conference at the end of March. We'll also be at the Carlson Users Go West Conference, uh, first week of April, and then we'll be at Trimble Dimension. So, lots going on. If you're at any of those vents, stop by and say hello. We'd love to talk to you. Be safe and healthy, everyone.
1: Is this hovercraft fresh? Technology. Where do I plug in these flowers? Technology. These slippers are rechargeable. Technology. Thank you, technology, from the bottom of our laser pants.
2: Thank you to our 2022 friends of the program: Advanced Geodetic Survey (AGSGPS.com), Airworks (Airworks.io), Bad Badelf, (bad-elf.com), Cyanic Automation (GetJobBook.com), Diamondback Land Surveying (DiamondbackLandSurveying.com), Extreme Aerial Productions (ExtremeAerialProductions.com) get kids into survey get kids into mentoring mondays mentoring mondays. Xyz, Monson engineering monsongineing.com Nettleman LC prep LCprep.com, Northstar Surveying, northstarsurveying.com, Prostar corporation prostarcorp.com safety apparel safetyapparel.us topo new.certainty3d.com,
3: and finally, Trimble Geospatial, geospatial.trimble.com.